This week we judge for ourselves its believability and then try to tell ourselves, wherever we may be, that it couldn't happen here as happen here. Happy happen here as we discuss the 1972 made-for-TV movie, The Night Stalker. Hello and welcome to the Bloody Bits Horror Show. I am your host, Eddie, the Axe Jefferson, and joining me as always, well, the Gail Foster to my Kolchak, <laughs> Tim Yobo. Ladies and gentlemen, how are you doing today, sir? I am doing very, very well. How is everybody else doing? Oh, wait, they came um, to me. How are you guys doing? I'm doing wonderfully. And uh, Tim, you're alluding to the fact that we are not alone on this journey as we very, very often are not alone on our journeys, we are joined this week by none other than Robbie Robertson, the uh, the, the Doctor Chef Robbie from the Discord. Hi, uh, thanks for having me on, Eddie. My pleasure, sir. So we are balls deep into March <laughs> Madness, um, and we're going to be coming up here on week three of it. And oh my lord, I don't. Is this about madness? Maybe, maybe not. It's so hard to tell. I will say, uh, for a little bit, maybe people were doubting. Yeah. And then yeah. eventually, everybody came to find out they weren't mad. They were believers. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we're discussing the made-for-TV movie based on the series, uh, Kolchak, the the Night Stalker. Now. Robbie and Tim, you guys kind of double teamed me in selecting this one. I'm going to go ahead and come out and just say it, folks. I have no history with this movie or this series. Perfect. So, Perfect. Tim, yeah. Tim, explain yourself, good sir. You and you and Robbie, I will I will hand the microphone over to you, gentlemen. Uh, well, I know Robbie is about the same age as I am, so we both grew up watching this. Uh, I know for me it was on ABC late nights on Friday. How about you, Robbie? When did yeah, you see it? When you were lucky, it would come on because it was you know it, yeah. it ran for several years and it would just it would just kind of appear on Friday nights sometimes. Yeah, well, that was yeah. See, that was back uh, back in the olden days where you had to make sure that you were home and you found shows on, and there were no guarantees that when they went through their first run of reruns that you weren't going to see them again. They could disappear for four or five years and then pop up back again. But uh, did you see this when it was the first originally on TV or a couple years later, like I did? I don't oh, think I, I saw this when I was four years old. Yeah, I really became aware of it when Six. I was older. Uh, okay. you know, when I get into horror movies and it's like, uh, yeah, here's one you, you, you should really know about and, and that, that's uh, influential on things that came after it. And you know that, and that's Kolchak, or the Night Stalker. Uh, yeah, I think this is a big influence on something that became very fucking popular and blew up in the fucking nineties. But we'll get to that in a little bit. But it's just, I just remember seeing it on TV, and 
I mean, especially the series, this is the best example of the whole thing, right? Because the series is good, but the series is really just atmosphere and character actors and the actual monsters and all that stuff weren't exactly the greatest yeah. effects, but... Yeah, it's the monster of the week. Uh, yeah. And they kind of ran out of ideas real yeah. quick with Monsters of the Week. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just for atmosphere, I think it's really great. Davin McGavin is just perfectly made for this role, and all the other people, the supporting cast in it, are just all people that you used to see on TV every single week on some other show or another. Yeah, like Simon Oakland, who plays his um, his editor. Vincenzo. Vincenzo. He was a, a semi-regular on the Rockford Files. He played a down-on-his-luck uh, PI in on there. And, you know, he's been in a, a hundred other things. Oh yeah, I mean we've got a lot of heavy hitters in this in this show. Um, One heavy so, hitter who has like maybe what forty five seconds of screen time, and I'm like, what the fuck is he doing in this movie? <laughs> so I've got I've got some notes on some of the people just just on the background here that I can get to. Um, like I said, I've never seen this before. I dig this whole kind of monster of the week vibe atmosphere that they have set up and, and going on here. In long form in this, I mean, because this is like a breeze, it's like 70 minutes-ish. So if you haven't seen it before, please pause, go watch it. It's on the Blood Bank, patreon.com forward slash bloody bits. It's well worth your time. It, yes. it really is. Wait, wait this, is a, uh, this is a bonus episode. So anybody who's listening to this is already on the Patreon, right? Yeah. But they might no, have this is... access to the Blood Bank. Okay. No, no, this is not a bonus episode, sir. Oh, we're, we're going to. Holy this is coming shit. out. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're wow, going full Robbie. bore on this one, we're guys. We're both surprised, right? <laughs> we both thought this is still going to be a bonus episode. Yeah. Oh, shit. I've wow. made it to the mainstream. I'll tell you, <laughs> I initially thought like we should do this as a bonus episode, but then I changed my mind, and I'll tell you why. Because there is a TV show, right, that is mm. related to this, that is according yeah. to this. Yes. That would be great to do bonus episodes on. So, <gasps> oh, if you enjoy, <laughs> if you enjoy this episode and you want to hear more of it, patreon.com forward slash bloody bits to hear more of the Night Stalker series, Kolchak. Or uh, just to my hear thought. some shows from yeah. the show that was ex inspired by the Night Stalker. Oh, so many shows, I would say, inspired by the Night Stalker. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to get down to some of the background stuff here. So the teleplay for this was written by Richard Matheson, right? And if that name doesn't ring a bell, sound yeah. Familiar, yeah. it should. Do you know why? <clears throat> I'm going to take a while, Sam in the Dark, and say he's some kind of like a writer, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, he's a, uh, he's a sci-fi writer. He wrote the novel I Am Legend, which mm -hmm. Omega Man... And some very poor remakes, uh, including some with Will Smith, that was decent except for the ending, were, were based on, uh, as well as a bunch of his science fiction shorts were adapted to uh, episodes of uh, The Twilight Zone. Yes. And, uh, and we have some crossovers here on The Twilight Zone, too. Yeah, yeah, we definitely do. The, the uh, initial story, though, of this was uh, credited to Jeffrey Rice. Yeah, he wrote the um, book. Yes, yes. And that's that's really about it. Um, we've also got that this was directed by John Moxie. And John Moxie, I mean... He's got most of, oh, geez, yeah. Most of the people that are involved in this, by the way, are 
like you guys said, heavy hitters. Like, you couldn't turn a TV on back in the 70s and 80s without seeing somebody, right? This guy directed episodes of everything from The Avengers, Hawaii Five O, Mannix, Murder, She Wrote, you, you name it. Well, John Moxley it was a his... big thing back then, man, because you didn't have oh, that yeah. many channels. So it wasn't like you had to have like 50 fucking actors to spread out between 150 cable shows. But So you always saw people popping up again. And I know, Robbie, you're going to back me up. Yes. TV movies were fucking events. They were big fucking deals. They put oh, yeah, some yeah. serious ass money into those made for TV movies, the Sunday night movies, the Saturday night movies, yep. all that shit. It was something to look forward to. Yeah, because yeah, you could <laughs> you could fit a lot of commercials into a made-for-TV movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, because this was supposed to—I guarantee you—this came on at nine o'clock. It went off at eleven o'clock, and it's how many minutes? Seventy seventy-four minutes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, about that. So that's a lot of fucking commercials. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you feel every commercial break when you watch yeah. this. By the way, um, so I mean, I in, in into the cast, right? Like you guys alluded to him before, the man, the myth, the legend. Darren McGavin, I mean, most of our listeners probably know him as Billy Madison's dad, right? The father <laughs> from Christmas Story. Father from Christmas Story. Uh, Harry Shannon from Raw Deal. Like, you should definitely know him from there. Otherwise, this guy has been in everything from Gunsmoke, The Martian Chronicles, fucking Murphy Brown. He's been in Wow, you, Murphy Kojak. Brown. Yeah. <laughs> Ask Cole Kolchak? Yeah, yeah. A crossover? <laughs> Murphy Brown did a story with Kolchak. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, Kojak, too. Kolchak was in Kojak. Ah, who loves you, baby? One of the greatest episodes <laughs> of Kojak was they knew the bad guy was inside an apartment, and they were going to go busting in. Mm -hmm. But Kolchak comes up, and he's like, calm down, everybody. <laughs> and his brother Stavros is there. <laughs> Cole Jack just starts scratching on the door, like just mm -hmm. scratching with his fingernails, and the guy finally opens up the door, and Cole Jack goes, "Meow, baby," and that was the end of the episode. <laughs> Hell so yes, fucking good. <laughs> He's just scratching out like how a cat would do, and that's why the guy just opened up the door. Yeah, meow, baby. God damn. So, and then the the next uh, I've got Carol Lindley as Gail Foster. Yes, I know her. She from the was in adventure. Yeah, I was just going it has to point to be out a she... morning after. Except, yep. well, mm -hmm. I don't know. Is there for her? Uh, maybe several morning after pills. I don't know about a morning <laughs> after. <laughs> oh, and she better figure out some daddy issues that she obviously has going on. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. I mean, uh, those daddy issues are a blessing and a curse, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, man, you can definitely see it here. She's, uh, like you said, been in the Poseidon Adventure, and she's been on, again, every television show. She was in Fantasy Island, and she was in Night Gallery, Tim. Wow, damn. Was she like a kid in Night Gallery? Or a teenager? I think she was a teenager, yeah. And she's, we're I gonna... I never really got why she was like a big actress. I mean, she wasn't like super beautiful. So, I mean, especially for TV back then, if you weren't a super hot woman like Farrah Fawcett, you had to know how to I act. Was, I was just going to say, she's not a Farrah Fawcett type. What, 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 and she wasn't a great actor yes. either. Um, she, you know what I think she it was? Maybe she was like really nice and she was just like cool to work with. She didn't bust anybody's chops. She showed up, did what she had to do, and I, she wasn't yelling and screaming about get out of my lighting. 
I'll tell you, I think it was that she was hot but approachable, so it was kind of like a girl next door but elevated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, I could see that. Yeah. And then we have Simon Oakland as Tony Vincenzo and Tim. Mm-hmm. Tony Vincenzo, this, this actor is Simon Oakland. He was the doctor in Psycho. Uh, well, there's an, well, I, well, I don't want to ruin it, but go ahead, go ahead. Uh-huh. Put, let's put a pin in that, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he also had a solid run in television. He was in Ironsides. Yes. Chips. I think it's just called Ironside. I don't think it was Ironside. Ironside, sorry. Ironside, Chips, and he was on the Rockford Files are probably his biggest, like, roles that he kind of ran with the longest. Um, uh, he might have run with them the longest, but I can almost guarantee you this is his biggest role. This is the yeah. one that yeah. people are going to know him from. Yeah. And he's just so perfect for it because yeah. even in the series, he was always, he was still seeing it. Whenever he was in it, you were always fucking paying attention to him. He's great. He really is, man. He, I mean, goddamn, can he command the scene? Yeah. He, he really does. So much fun. Um, so those are kind of, those are kind of the, uh, the heavy hitters that we have in this and uh I'm, like you said there are some other people if you uh want to call them out as we're going through it we'll feel call free them out, yes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so where do we begin we begin with a tape recorder tape recorder set down we press play we grab our piece of paper and we start mouthing the words along with the book on tape of the greatest manhunt in history. <laughs> and this is how the show always started off, right, right, Robbie? It was always him coming into the office or someplace and he was t- di- dictating his story into that tape recorder. And it's almost always the same uh, sort of situation as this one where he's doing it after the fact and, uh, and you see what becomes of the story. Yeah. Uh, in the end. Hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. It's a good framing device, yeah. right? It really is. It's Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh we cut to Sherry and she's getting hassled on the Las Vegas strip, right? And my lord, this is the Vegas you want to see <sighs> on film. It is bright and it is dirty. And it is, this is the kind of, I'm sorry, this is the kind of Vegas I would want to go to. I don't want to go to the one that's there now. I would go to, this is the kind of Vegas that you'd want to go to. Yeah, it's fun. You could, you could get steak and eggs for $2.99 at at three in the morning, or you could get stabbed. Well, the other thing too, it's two fucking 30 in the morning on a Sunday night, I think it says, right? Sunday, May 16th, 2.30 a.m. And I'm like... Look at the fucking streets. They're fucking packed full of people still. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even think mm-hmm. New York Times Square at 2.30 in the fucking morning has that many people walking around it. Nah, man. This is Vegas. Money never sleeps. That's right. Oh, wait. That's Wall Street, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and so she's, uh, well, she's a brave soul wandering down the street alone, getting hassled, rounds the corner. Heads into a dark alleyway. Well, yeah, because and, her girlfriend is yep. supposed to pick her up. Girlfriend doesn't show up, so she decides mm-hmm. that she's going to walk the eight blocks home. Mm-hmm. All by her lonesome. And it doesn't work out for her because uh, she gets snatched up by a dude and tossed, like, a good 12 feet into some trash. And I'm like, wow, we're, we're just, we're starting off strong yep. here. Yeah, and- it's quick work of her. 
Yeah, and uh, it was pr- actually pretty good stunt work because you know, she did get thrown around. Like, you know, it was uh, yeah. a pretty good toss. Yeah, she got tossed over into the trash, swooped upon, and then we cut, and, and I love this cut, from the the looming shadowy figure on top of her, and then we establish to a circle, a point of view from the perspective of a corpse with a circle of doctors above it performing an autopsy. And do you know who the doctor is, Eddie? No, please. I know Robbie knows who the doctor is, right? Sure, it's Frank Burns. That's right, Larry Linville from MASH. Holy shit. And he's really? playing a doctor, which I think was MASH. MASH had to be on, right? MASH was on like, like 72 or 73? Yeah, yeah MASH was 72 to 78, so this, that would have been on. Wait, it went from 72 to 78? It was only that, that short of a time? Mm. No, he was on it from 72 oh, to 78. Okay, yes, okay. MASH, MASH went right. longer, yeah. So I'm surprised he's playing another yeah. doctor, but he's really good in the show, too. Yeah, yeah, crazy. So, and and I I love this cut because, like, we get to see them and they're kind of describing what's going on with this body. They're like, "Uh, I don't know, things things aren't making a lot of sense. And we we set up the sense of confusion about the kill that happened clearly early on. I think what they're talking about is that, like, something, it sounds like rigor mortis hasn't set in and it should have. Because... Again, all right, uh, sorry to take it out of the conversation, Andy, but Robbie, we've seen the episode. There's another episode with something that's very similar to this, and supposedly this is supposed to be, like, connected to that one that takes place in, like, I think it's, like, episode four or five. Cor- correct. There okay. is there's someone who's unaccounted for, apparently. Yes. That's, okay. All right, so maybe it's not her. Maybe it's the fifth. Oh, it's the fifth one. Okay. Oh, okay. All right, sorry. Go ahead. Welcome no, back, no, Eddie. no. I'm you know what? I'm I'm loving I'm loving the background info here. Yeah. Because like I said, I'm I'm the young babe in this episode, <laughs> Tim. And normally I come in here with some sort of an air of research, unless it's uh Fritz Lang's M. Uh <laughs> I'm the knowledgeable <laughs> one, but but here I'm really not. I'm just kind of like, wow, this is a lot of white guys that look very similar that are mad at each other. <laughs> <laughs> So hey, we'll uh his nineteen his Yeah, that's nineteen seventy two. Yeah. So I'm gonna lean heavily on you guys. So uh Although I will give them the granted they did give one person of color a front row seat where mm-hmm. I don't think they normally would have gotten one in nineteen seventy two in a police station, but Yeah, well that's definitely true. So now we cut to our almost titular hero, Kolchak, showing up at the newspaper to get his assignment. Well, he's get he got yeah. called back from vacation, right? From, yeah. It's because yeah. it's a story so big that only he could handle right. it. Well, but okay. Now, um, hold on. So we've got a weird 50-50 split going on. Like, on one hand, it's like, these stories are so big, only you can handle it. But on the other hand, people are shitting on him all the time for getting fired and, because, and Eddie, going, you don't know because he has a fucking ego the size of a Las Vegas casino. He thinks he's no. the shit. So it doesn't matter. He's he got called back from vacation, and that's because it was like, hey, you know what? Uh, three people out with the flu, so get your fucking ass back here. And he's like, hey, it's because I'm the only one who can cover this story. And yeah. it's it's implied throughout that he is a former big time New York City 
uh, reporter who got fired for right. something. And uh, so, well, he got fired from a lot of different places. Yeah, We're going to find yeah. out later on. So. They go over all the places <laughs> he's been fucking fired from, and it's ridiculous. Yeah, but he has a track record as, be, you know, as being the man uh, at some point mm-hmm. in his past. Yeah, yeah, he was probably the guy who reported about the guy on the grassy knoll first before anybody else. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's he's got a man. His reputation precedes him for sure. But but they're like, uh, look, here's the assignment. There's this broad Cheryl Hughes. She was murdered, right? We need you to go out. We need you to figure out what's happening with her. So get to it, and he does. He heads out and he's uh, immediately goes and tries to pump his doctor friend for some information, right? So we we also now are establishing this guy. This guy's got more connections than AT and T because all I have is every scene is him going and talking to somebody he's secretly a friend with, who's going to make a deal with him. But that's what makes him a great reporter. Right, you're mm-hmm. only as good as your sources. You're, if you're That's a cop, true. you're yeah. only as good as the people who will talk to you and tell you what's going on in the street. And if you're if you're a reporter and you don't know anybody and you're not able to schmooze and take it out the drinks and buy them dinner, nobody's gonna fucking talk to you. <laughs> oh, and the drinks in this movie, by the way, <laughs> Those this thirty five cent beers. <laughs> yeah. That he gets very angry about, by the way. <laughs> yeah, look, because, you know, Vincenzo's like, hey, your expense account's overdrawn. No more fucking 35-cent beers at hotels. you got to pay for them <laughs> for the rest of the month. Yeah, so he's hanging out, and he's talking to his doctor friend. And his doctor friend's like, look, the only info I've got, right, is that the body was drained of blood. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Now we're we're getting somewhere here, right? This guy... This guy maybe fancies himself a vampire. That's that's my immediate thought. So. Well, because it's now, okay? It's 2021, but 1970s TV, you weren't mm-hmm. going to be automatically thinking that right away. I mean, yeah. and the name of the show doesn't really, like, give it away right away. Yeah. Maybe no. his headline does later on when he... Well, he tries yeah. to turn in that fucking story to Vincenzo, but oh my god, the yeah, he turns into Vincenzo. Yeah, at this point, you still think it's going to be like Columbo or something, and uh, yeah, because than... there's no internet back then, so it wasn't like oh, this is what the story is, or it's based on this, or nobody was able to look it up and see what the story is. The guy who wrote the book, what it was. Yeah, so plus it was the his... number one movie, TV movie when it came out. Yeah, it was a oh, that, big hit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes sense, right? It, it's really, really well produced. The the soundtrack in it, again, like, I don't know what it is with these 70s movies and made-for-TV movies, but they really put a lot of effort into the soundtracks that, that you don't, I mean, you don't really get it probably post, like, 80s soundtracks start going downhill. Well, yeah. I think what it is, it's, again, you had three major networks. Yeah. So they had the pick of the litter. They were able to take whoever they wanted to do the production, whoever's going to do the music. And if you did a good job, you kept getting picked up. And if you didn't, that was it. And now you have 180 fucking channels and the internet, Netflix and all that other stuff. So the talent gets (laughs) spread thin. Yeah. I mean, I forgot who it was that said it, but now there's more people on the stage than in the crowd. So we got to... 
yeah. got some issues going on. So that's what's going to happen to the podcast pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's we've a, already it's a hit fucking that. podcast pyramid scheme, yeah. right? Sooner or later, there's everybody's gonna have a podcast. It's like I'll listen to yours if you listen to mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now we cut back to the casino that uh, um, she worked at, right? That Sher- that Sherry worked at, and he's talking to a friend, and it turns out that old Cheryl, Cheryl wasn't in the men. Is what a friend mm. says. Uh, again, something that when I was a kid, when I first saw this, I didn't really pick up on it. But as an adult, yeah. you watching it, it's like, hmm, I know who she's talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in fact, she took karate in case one of those men started trying to get fresh with her. Yeah, she yeah. only went, she once in a while, but she would go out with men. She did, never dated the same guy twice. Mm-hmm. She says, she, I don't think she liked men. In fact, she took a karate class. She had a brown belt. So right there, Kolchak knows that this is a woman who, at the very least, can handle herself. Because, again, I guess we have to give credit, but then also figure it was the limited credit that you're going to give to a 1970s made-for-TV movie. They are suggesting, I guess, that she's a lesbian. Yeah. And that she knows karate and that... Call Kolchak, the big reporter, is going to put two and two together and figure out, hey, this is somebody who should be able to take care of herself. And just to be tossed around like that, this has got to be somebody fucking crazy strong. Right. Or at the least, they'd be like signs of, of more of a struggle. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. So, um, speaking of signs of a struggle, we, we cut to a little while later, another body is discovered. But this time... This body's discovered, it looks like they've set up, like, uh, boards, like they're pouring concrete, but instead it's sand first. And I guess maybe they're trying to get it level before they put the support structure it's down below farm. it. <laughs> yeah, it's a sand farm. Yeah. yeah, it's a moisture farm, right? <laughs> yeah. And there's just a body laying down in the middle of it with no footprints around it. Is that so even like, possible? Yeah. I I mean, anything's possible, sir. You've just got to put your imagination to it. So they walk up to the body, and of course Kolchak's there, the cops are there. We're all having a good time. They flip the, the broad over, and her their throat's been ripped out. And I'm like, wow, this was on TV in the 70s, and I'm seeing blood. Like, this must have been, this must have, like you said, I mean, they probably were airing it after 9 p.m., so, yes, nine yes. to eleven, guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, but uh, they check her, and and somehow they, the cop that looks at her is like, "Wow, she must have lost a lot of blood, but not here." And I'm like, "Well, how would he know that?" But well, okay, well, you don't have to be fucking CSI to see that her throat is ripped out, right? Yeah, there's plenty of blood around it, but there's nothing. There's no blood on the sand, so. You know what? Uh, even fucking Barney from um, Andy Griffin is going to be able to figure out there's no blood here. Yeah, she wasn't yeah. killed here. Even Sheriff Lobo can figure that one out. That's right. Yeah, yeah because yeah. that. Oh, that's right. Because, oh, see, Eddie is so young. Yeah. Claude mm-hmm. Atkins is playing Sheriff Lobo. Okay. Oh, wait. Sheriff Lobo is playing the sheriff in this show. Yeah. He was uh, a villain on BJ and the Bear and then got his own spinoff. And he was oh. also uh, the bad guy uh, in uh, Sheriff of the Butcher. Apes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, now I, I know who you're talking about. You know what, Tim? Mm-hmm. 
he is also, because I recognized him and I looked him up, I was like, where the fuck do I know this guy from? He was on an episode of Erie, Indiana. It would make perfect sense. Uh, let me guess, was yep. he a sheriff? Was he Yeah, a... he, was, uh, <laughs> he was Grungy Bill in the Hole in the Head gang. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they had a lot of... Um, well, um, he's got a great voice. He has a look where, yes, you're looking at him, he's a cop. Yeah, he's, he's a sheriff. somebody in, a, in authority, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and by the way, also in that episode, John Aston. Oh. Wow. Holy shit, yeah. Gomez. Gomez, yes, yes. So, <laughs> yeah, they, they, uh, they're like, yeah, they're, there's not a lot of blood here. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, wait a minute. We've got another dead woman with her throat ripped out and not a lot of blood. So Kolchak's like, he's, uh, he's, he's doing his Kolchak and on his piece of paper. He's recording everything. He's taking all these photos. And I love how, like, up in the grill of all of the police and immediately involved in the investigation he is, right? Yeah, because they hate him, but they yeah. also let him stand right there, which I don't know if they actually let reporters get that up close and personal. Because when you see the body on the beach, he literally takes the camera and he takes this first shot standing in between sheriff lobo and the other guy that's there he doesn't like move over to the side or anything like that to take the shot he's like hey you're you're in my light <laughs> plus they also set something up here that pays off later on because when the cop says that there's uh looks like she's lost a lot of blood but just not here that's mm -hmm. when he says just like cheryl hodges Colchak. Mm -hmm. and the sheriff says what'd you do read that in the newspaper and Colchak says no i didn't read it in the newspaper because his yeah. his contact at the hospital told him about it, mm -hmm. so he mm -hmm. knows something that's not been released to the newspaper. Right. That's going yeah. to be maybe coming up later on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you know, oftentimes when there's a murder investigation going on, there are certain facts that the police don't like to leak out, because when they're trying to weed out potential like fake witnesses. Mm -hmm. Yep. They can was use she that shot? Yep. Was she stabbed? Somebody calls up and says, I set her on fire. They know that that's the, that's the real guy because they didn't say that she was set on fire. Right. Yeah. Right. So, or that she wasn't tossed 85 feet yeah. onto a yep. beach. With no yeah. a moisture bomb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they had to throw all that moisture away because it was contaminated now with a dead body. Yeah. So we go back to the Daily Bugle where Kolchak's boss, the editor... Our hero is giving him some shit. Right. I'm sorry, Eddie. The other thing, too, is that's where Kolchak says, like, there's no footprints, there's no blood. Yeah. He says, what did he do? Throw her? Because the yeah, cop no, finds her true. bag about, like, 80 yards away. And it says, yeah. there looks like there's a struggle here. And they're looking, and here's obvious signs of a struggle. But then there she is on the beach, and there's no footprints except for their three footprints. Plus, oh, wait, there was the, oh, wait, that was because Jesus was carrying one of them. So there was maybe four <laughs> cops. Yeah. So that's when Kolchak says, what did he do, throw her? And they just look at each mm -hmm. other because the evidence is like, there's no fucking footprints. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's true. Yeah. So, yeah, that's when Kolchak wrote the, uh, wrote the article to turn into his editor, reporting that there's some dude with superhuman power killing broads and tossing them. And his editor, uh, not not liking this, not not feeling it. Vincenzo, like he has such a love hate relationship 
with Vincenzo? I think they play off of each other. I think it's like one of those things like when you you find out that you really like the band and you find out 20 years later that the two people that are in the band, they hated each other's guts. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes them play well together. Yeah. I think each one of them plays yeah. off each other. Yeah, you know what I think it is? I think it's like uh, Connell uh, Coughlin from, from the end of uh, Halloween 3 when Tom Atkins like bests him and figures out how to destroy him by throwing the chips. And instead of getting pissed at him, he just like kind of gives him a golf clap, you know? <laughs> it's like, you know what? You and I, we don't, we don't like each other, but we respect each other. Well, has I- Vincenzo been in Boston? Has he been in New York? Has he been in L.A.? Like Carl Kolchak has? Is, I mean, I don't know. I haven't so watched the series. So maybe that's why he's got to like begrudgingly give him some respect. Because, hey, you know, I'm the editor, but this guy's been a reporter in big fucking markets. Yeah. He says, you know, look, we can't run this, this article about some superhuman dude killing a bunch of broads and tossing them. This, I mean, come on. Come on, sir. Yeah, cool it with the yeah. cops, man. Come on. Yeah. So now I have we go to the next murder scene. And this time, there's no signs of a struggle. There's just a woman in her kind of shitty looking house. With a roommate who didn't hear anything at all. Yet she poured herself a glass of milk, apparently opened a door, and died and did not wake up her sleeping roommate. Well, so... Go ahead, Robbie. Yeah, uh, because so, yeah, there's something go- weird going on with this. So I, at this point in watching it, I'm wondering, uh, are they kind of starting to set up the classic vampire uh, tendency? So with the girl that was in the middle of the sand, uh, you know, may, are they supposed to be implying maybe he flew with her and dropped her there with this mm-hmm. one? Or is, it, is it supposed to be implied that he mesmerized her into opening the door? So Yes, yes, because he says, he makes a point to say, she comes home at 2.30 in the morning at some crazy mm-hmm. fucking time, and she goes to drink a glass of milk, and he says, for some unknown reason, she opens yeah. up the back door. Yes. So and Tim. Was... By the way, just just real quick for both of you guys, have you ever been out drinking? Yes, on occasion. You ever come home Not at, for a long like... time? But yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's say you you were out uh, having a night of drinking. You come home. It's like two two thirty in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. First thing you want to do, hit the fridge, pour yourself a big tall glass of milk. <laughs> well, no, no. See, here's what I think it is. I think that that's how they're signaling that she's a good girl. That she's working late because Ah. it's Vegas, right? But who's exactly, if you're out drinking, and right before that you went went to fucking Burger King or Wendy's or Arby's, you got some greasy fucking fast food, you're like coming home like, uh, let me drink some milk on top of that. Nobody's doing that shit. No. No, you're going to have water, maybe Teetotaler, maybe she's a Mormon. So she's drinking milk at 2 o'clock in the morning after dealing with all those devil people. And I thought it was actually pretty funny the way they show the cops handling the glass of milk like it's filled with nitroglycerin or something. <laughs> <laughs> They're very attentive to that glass of milk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they, they certainly point it out. And yeah, like the roommates in the other room all fucked up because of it. Like, and, and I would be, imagine, like you wake up and there's like cops hanging out. 
Like, oh shit, what the hell happened here? Well, just imagine if you had a fucking roommate, and exactly, you wake up and there's cops there, and you find out that the fucking roommate next to you got fucking killed. Yeah. And you're still there. You'd be fucking shitting a brick yeah. and kind of shaking a little bit too, right? Yeah, yeah it's time to move. Yep. <laughs> no more roommates. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. wait, no, get three roommates. What the fuck? No. Yeah, yeah so, three roommates and a dog. Ah, oh, damn. But we'll, well find out later. Not even yeah. a dog will help. Yeah, so at this point, I thought that maybe they were, you know, trying to imply that he had the traditional vampire abilities. Yes. Or... And the mesmerizing the thing of yeah. he has to be invited in, right? She right. opened up the door, so he memorized, yeah. and he got her to open up the fucking door and invite the vampire but, in. But if you have to be invited in, but you mesmerize the person to invite you in, I don't think that counts. That seems like uh, it's unfair. Well, no, wait, see, here's the thing is, uh, vampires are only uh catholic and christian right mm -hmm. are there jewish vampires no because nobody's ever fucking <laughs> hold up the fucking star of david to stop one of these motherfuckers right that would be funny as shit like he's holding up and it's like hey, i'm jewish you know <laughs> please anybody who's jewish <laughs> or knows about jewish folk folklore besides yeah. golems are there anything that's like close to a fucking vampire <laughs> I guess because if you're... At the, we, we have an advantage because I can make the sign of the cross with my just two of my fingers, but I don't know if that's doing oh, the Star of David, God right? Damn. Star of David, yeah, that, that's, a, that's involved. But that's a lot of fucking side. sticks you need to carry around with you. On the on the plus side, though, if the, if the vampire is Jewish, you could just dump breast milk on yourself because they can't have ah. the milk of the animal along with the flesh of it. Ah, see, well, there we go. So, see, here's the thing: is the vampires aren't working on uh, Christian Catholic values, so yeah. he's just doing a workaround. Yeah, <laughs> what's he giving up for Lent, by the way? Uh, I'm giving up A B blood. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sticking with O. Oh god, that's that's why you get the the two for four uh, uh, pints of typo blood at the yeah. blood bank. Yeah, but see, that's the workaround on it is that the vampire has to be yeah. invited into your house, but he can also hypnotize you and make you invite him into the house. So mm -hmm. that's you know that's mm -hmm. a little workaround on. It. Yeah, God's not looking, so it's okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> It works on aliens, it's... too, we learned, by the way. <sighs> oh, my God. That fucking episode what? with Candace. <laughs> where he actually asked, where this woman was saying that she was getting abducted and raped by aliens. And he said, did you ever use the power of Christ to compel them? And she, she hesitates because she doesn't know what to say. And she says, yes. And he did it work? And then she hesitates again. And she, sometimes, and I think we said this before, Eddie, it either works 100% yeah. of the time or it doesn't work any of the time. Yeah. <laughs> Unless maybe uh, she found herself some fucking atheist aliens. Uh, yeah, it could be. Wouldn't work on me, I'll tell you that. And I'll tell you the other person in this I think might be an atheist, and that's Kolchak, because we yeah. cut back to him. And he's just having a poolside beer, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, with his man. With Bernie. Yeah, yeah, with Bernie. Yeah. Uh, and we're just having a nice little back and forth. He tells him, he's like, look, man, maybe 
we should get the feds involved here. I don't know. Is Bernie FBI? I thought he was, but he's some other law enforcement agency. Yeah, because at one point during the press conference, Robbie, he kind of trumps Sheriff Lobo, right? Right. Yes. But he's a lot friendlier with Kolchak than any of the local cops. Well, are. yeah, because he's buying those 35-cent beers. But I think <laughs> really what it is, they're meeting at the hotel because Kolchak is setting him up with a fucking sex worker up in room 1414. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is what because... it was like. <laughs> Yeah, because they're just having a couple of beers. Kolchak's like, look, I have a good idea. Why don't you go out, right, and just start asking people in hospitals nationwide if they have any similar bodies that have been drained so of blood. he has to be federal, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, he's got to be federal. He also says you should take a look at any um, hospitals that might have released anybody who thinks that they're Dracula. <laughs> Which... <laughs> See, again, at this point, he is working on the, the assumption that whoever's doing this is insane, crazy, mad. So yes. that's how it fits into uh, the month mm -hmm. of madness. Mm -hmm. And that, of course, this isn't a real vampire. This is just some crazy guy who thinks that he's a vampire. And right. that's why he's doing this stuff. Of course. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> then he tells Kolchak, like, look, you should probably swing by City Hall. Right. And uh, I got to go, though, now, because this cute broad that just walked by, I'm going to go try to fuck her. And he just gets up and leaves. <laughs> and Vincenzo is looking at that expense bill and going, wait, a hotel room wait. for three hours at the Marriott? What? At the yeah. Golden Nugget, I can understand, but the Marriott. Yeah. And Sources. by the way, what's, well, what's this, this receipt here that just is written on the back of a napkin that says, services rendered? <laughs> $200. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And as he walks away, though, we get the cool like uh, uh, voice of God telling Kolchak that he's got a uh, phone call. Well, you know, oh. the one thing that really sucks about cell phones is... What a power move that is. If you're at a fucking restaurant or you're at a pool, especially at a fucking casino, and they announce your fucking name, Eddie the Axe, you have a phone call. Please report to the guest service desk. And you walk mm -hmm. up and you have to... Because that just tells everybody right away, this is somebody important, right? Yeah. My, I mean, no, my totally. wife isn't fucking calling me and paging me in the fucking casino or the fucking restaurant where the waiter has to bring over a fucking phone and plug it in underneath the table so I can talk. That is a power move. So he, he walks over and he checks in at the nearest phone and he's getting a call from the hospital. They got, they got boosted, Tim. Yep. They were robbed of... And it wasn't Blood. Oxycontin this time. Holy fucking shit. Well, no, that's, the, that's the note I have. He's like, what, did they come in there and they stole the drugs or whatever? And I'm they like, took Kolchak, the morphine? Yeah. Kolchak, have you been, like, scouting out the hospital? Uh, is this, like, this is your side gig here? You're going to go steal their morphine? But no, they were robbed of blood. So, and, and here I have, uh, we cut to a commercial. So... Turns out, because now we're, we're talking to the investigators, that all of the deaths happen very fast, right? Like within a minute. And also, the person that's draining this, the blood from them is doing it super, super quickly. And the wounds, they have wounds on their neck, and the wounds look like they're big dog bites. 
but also there's human saliva mixed in with the blood. So <laughs> Kolchak, I love this. He's like jotting this down. He's like, okay, so someone's biting a neck. They're drained of blood very quickly. The blood's not there. There's humans, human saliva in their neck. Human saliva. Oh, okay, cool. Hey, is it a vampire? <laughs> or somebody who thinks that they're... And this fucking pisses them off so bad. Wait, hold on. Please tell me what the DA and I think... What is it? Uh, the governor? Or what the fucking state did this governor come out and say the same this thing? Is... Maybe he's on the pot. And that's yeah. why he's doing <laughs> yeah. it. So I have that quote. Yeah. Yeah. They say, no, nah, this guy's probably nutty nuts. <laughs> Uh, he, I think he's anemic, and maybe he's high off the pot or the hard stuff. Yeah. Now, Tim. Yes, because, go ahead, I am the pot smoker in this room, I believe. You've probably smoked uh, marijuana before, Oh, right? my God. I'll tell you, if anybody, ever, when I die, I'm going to donate the resin in my lungs. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Robbie, I don't know if you've ever partaken of it or not. Who knows? Um. <laughs> I am familiar. With okay. In well, in my younger chef, right. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. love your fucking brownies. Holy Christ. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Why is it always brownies? By the way. But anyhow, I think the chocolate covers the t uh, covers up the the taste. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. So and I and I might have partaken of it before. And well, uh, the there's... other thing, let's go off on a little rant here. I notice I get much more high off of things that have pot and chocolate. Than I do with pot really? and like gummies or like any of the candies. Really? I'm gonna. I can speculate that it's probably because the THC is um, miscible in oil, and so so there's fat in chocolate the has more fat in it. Yeah, needs to bond with the fat. That yeah, mm. that makes perfect sense. And okay. so that it's easier for your body to use it that way. Interesting, huh, but that's that just sense. a guess. But then on the other I, hand, I can eat three or four brownies and sometimes not feel anything. And then sometimes I eat one and I'm like, whoa, I can't feel my fucking legs. Wait, <laughs> you, you wait literally I should write a song anything. about I can't feel my legs. I think yeah. it's going to be a big hit. Everybody's going to listen to it on the weekend. That, that was, was that Revenge of the Nerds? I take a hit of this. You feel anything? No, I don't feel anything. You feel anything? I feel nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, Sometimes you get the munchies off of pot, right? Yep. Uh, right Sidetrack. Go, go ahead. Sorry. Have you ever got the munchies for blood? Before we go on, I just can I say something real quick here? Um, one yeah, of my please. one of my favorite things in the episode here is when the police are talking and Kolchak's in the room talking to him, and Kolchak corrects the sheriff's. Word choice. Oh, yeah. You know what? You know what you want to do to a cop? Show that you're smarter than he is. Oh, and God, the yeah. best part about it is the fucking coroner, Larry Linville, looks at Kolchak and they both look at each other and, like, yeah, that's right. We're smarter than he is. We know he's a fucking moron. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I thought that was the best part of, you know, like as far as you're showing who Kolchak is and the character that. You know, the, the cop says something and he says suffrage and the culture says sufferance. And yeah, sufferance, not suffrage. Suffering. Like, That's the same thing if you were yeah. fucking Donald Trump and you fucking corrected him on something. Yeah. That's it. You're done. Yeah, but they can't fire him because he's a reporter. So, 
What are you going to do? But back to the munchies, what was yeah. incredible is uh, I was very overweight when I was a kid and a teenager until I started smoking pot. Wow. Yeah, that's how, right. How the, does that work? Uh, uh, let me tell you, I'm going to have so many people get mad at me right now. Okay? No, no, it's your own journey. So no, no, people will get mad at me when I say this. The first two times I smoked pot, I had the most incredible fucking craving with munchies for I had to have pretzels and Hawaiian punch. Okay. <laughs> okay. Terrible. Okay. To the point where I bought an entire like $2 bag of pretzel sticks and a like $1.99 jug of Hawaiian punch. Wow, $2. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, back then. <laughs> I know. I'm teasing. <laughs> You could have bought a house today for $2. Yeah. But... yeah. And then on the third time that I smoked pot, I called up the pizzeria that I always used to get delivered to me, and I used to get a small pie. Mm -hmm. And I used to be able to knock off an entire small pie of pizza, which was six slices of pizza. And yeah. if I didn't eat all of it right away, I would eat it like throughout the night, like pick off the cheese and eat the crust and all that mm -hmm. shit. So yeah. the third time I smoked pot, I called up, I ordered it, I got it, I ate two slices, and about like 15, 20 minutes later, I looked over at the pizza box, and I saw the rest of this pizza there, and I was like, eh, and that was it. I ended up losing like 75 fucking pounds wow. from smoking pot. And it got to the point where my wonderful wife, who is an incredible cook, gets to the point where it's like, please don't smoke until we have dinner. Because wow. if I don't smoke, I will eat more. But if hmm. I smoke, it's like I get to a certain point. I'm just like, eh, eh, I'm fine. It's okay. I'm not hungry anymore. I don't need to eat the rest of this. Mm. You, sir, are a man for which pot was made. Yeah. yeah. I, that's why I said people <laughs> always got fucking mad at me when I told them. like, uh, I lost weight when I started smoking, no. smoking you pot. You know what? And, and this is something I, I want to share with our listeners. You know when somebody wins the lottery and people are like, that son of a bitch, don't be like that. Because maybe one day you're the person that wins the lottery, right? And you don't yeah. want everybody being that son of a bitch to yeah. you. That's right. You might be that blade of grass that the golf ball lands on. Mm -hmm. Don't be a hater. Like, it's pretty easy. But yeah, I've never had the munchies for blood, but apparently that, that's what this cop's fucking theory is. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, because, you know, pot makes everybody super fucking violent and <laughs> yeah. super motivated to invent yeah. fucking machines that are going to suck blood out of people's oh, fucking yeah. bodies. <laughs> A machine that apparently operates at 80 fucking feet away, I yeah. guess. I don't know. Yeah. So... We figure out uh, it's a, uh, there's kind of an eyewitness that says they saw this uh, orderly at the hospital that saw a very tall, skinny man, right? Let's, let's put a pin in this, by the way, that was 6'2 to 6'4, thin, pale complexion, and had dark hair. Yep. Okay. So now we have to, we're, we're going to assume that, that our killer, coming up later on, is between 6'2 and 6'4 and thin. Okay. Well, depending so, on what <laughs> on what angle they're shooting him from, yeah. he might be. Right. There's, you could use some force perspective on that. So, <clears throat> Kolchak, he, uh, he starts turning over the tape that he's been recording this conversation with. 
and uh, he gets reprimanded like, look, you, you should probably throw that tape away because we so, don't want. Yeah. yeah, this is off the, is this off the fucking uh, record? This whole fucking press conference? Uh, okay. You know what an oxymoron is? Off the record press conference. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> it's like there are other reporters there, right? And I think this is maybe the only time we see another fucking person of color in this entire thing. Yes. With the black yes. guy who's sitting right there in the fucking front row with Carl. That's it. Yeah. I don't think you see yeah. any other person in color in this entire fucking movie. No. I, again, though, Tim, this is a 70s made-for-TV movie, so... We're we're already pushing the levels for for progression. That's why I said. That's why I said. I was very surprised that they had a person yeah. of color, and when they did sh- at least acknowledge that they're other than fucking white people in the fucking Las Vegas, they had him right. sitting in the front yeah. row. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the so the motive though that we get is we don't want this vampire story getting out because it's bad for business. Yeah, yeah. makes perfect sense, right? People are panicked. They don't want to go gamble. So, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. By yeah, the way, you know Kolchak, those fucking gamble people who are gambling in a casino at 3 o'clock in the morning? <laughs> Stories about maybe a possibly a crazy guy is going to stop people from going to Las Vegas. Yeah. Especially then, when it wasn't <laughs> yeah, their fucking the family vacation, where it was fucking hardcore gamblers and gangsters going there. Yeah, I I would go down to Vegas like every year or every other year to go to this hackers convention that they have down there. And one of my favorite things, this this was back in like the 90s too. So it it wasn't quite as shitty as it is now, but it was still kind of gross. One of my favorite things was to hit up the pawn shops that are inevitably sandwiched between casinos on the strip. Because you can just see so oh, many shattered man. dreams. Yeah, you have to get so many fucking things there. This is like fucking that's something that's been in that somebody's family for three hundred fucking years yep. is going for twenty five bucks. Ancient rings, man. I and, and I scored a really really nice guitar amp down there for Wait, like on. no money. How about this? The three of us fuck this podcast. Okay, <laughs> let's start going to Vegas pawn shops. Yeah. And picking up probably the most incredible fucking shit you're going to find in any porn shop in the whole fucking world. Well, before the internet, I agree with you. The problem is they now flip that shit on the yeah. internet. Mm. Yeah. Because back then, before the internet was a big thing, they couldn't turn it over as fast as yeah. they were taking things in. So. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the, those fucking porn stars are putting shit on the internet. God yeah. damn it. Yeah. Internet's ruined everything. It really has, yeah. So, except for this now, podcast. yeah, no, that's that's definitely true. Because look, we're we're reviving culture. Who the hell is talking about Kolchak in twenty twenty one? Us, yeah, that's, that's who. Right. Yeah. So Kolchak gets told he needs to butt out of this fucking story. And uh, by the way, we're gonna have somebody else at the newspaper take over for you and it's like oh okay okay we're trying to well, strong arm him again this it. is the movie this is before ron shows up yeah so <laughs> you know who i'm yeah. talking about robbie so they can't threaten kolchak with ron's going to take over your story <laughs> yeah no nah, because then i just have that we cut go back to kolchak giving giving the editor giving vincenzo his <laughs> Oh, this is so fucking, fucking great, story. man. I fucking love this. This is all you need to know about Kolchak right here. Oh, my God. 
this is the best. So he hands it to him. And Vincenzo <laughs> is like, what the fuck? What? No. What the fuck? This Look, no vampire stories, you son of a bitch. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Did I say it was a vampire? <laughs> yeah, the headline says, Vampire killer in Las Vegas? Question well, mark. the story makes it clear. Okay, you have to read the story, then you're gonna understand what it means. <laughs> Vincenzo, well, also... vampire killer in Vegas? Question mark. <laughs> right, right. But he and yeah. So to be fair, he says, "Look, it, I think it's a crazy guy who thinks he's a vampire, right? And this is gonna sell papers." And it reminds me of if I don't know if you ever watched the the original uh, Ali G show no. on, on on HBO in, yeah. on the BBC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and uh, yeah. So he has this one where he's talking to, um, God, I forget which reporter it was, but he says, "Look, wouldn't it be smart for your newspaper if on the front page, the headline, you have war begins, <laughs> and then it says continued on page four, <laughs> right?" Then you open it up, and on page four it says, with a W. (laughs) You're going to sell newspapers, right? Oh, my God. And I love it because because the the guy says, well, no, no one's ever going to trust you again because you're just boldly lying to them. And then you think today it's like, no, that's actually not how it works. No, that's right. They're like, they'll give you more money. Yeah, as long as you get the clicks, man, it doesn't matter. So Kolchak is a man ahead of his time here, sir. Vampire killer in Las Vegas, question mark. <laughs> and it's like, it's so great because, yeah. like, well, you have to read the whole story. Then you're going to find out. Right, yeah. That fucking question mark. That's the yeah. greatest line of the movie. <laughs> It does. It really informs you everything you need to know about Kolchak, man. Uh, well, half of everything you need yeah. to know. Because the next half, uh, <laughs> he is Kolchak talking to this guy. And he says, all right, so I have another idea for an article. What if we have a border that's all these roses, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it says, listen, we've got an interview with two of the victims from some spiritual advisor from heaven. And he's like, just get the fuck out of my office, Kolchak. I am so done with you today. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then, well, maybe this is the other half of what you need to know about Kolchak. We cut to him in whatever this is, his apartment, his house, a hotel room. I think it's a a motel room. Right? Yeah. 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 And uh, it's Kolchak. And he's in there with a, a fetching young lass. <sighs> At least, what, 20 years younger than him? Yeah. At yeah. least, right? At least, yeah, Gail Foster. Uh, and he's... And she better hope there's a morning after pill. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Because... <laughs> oh, wow. Why did I think about that before? We <clears throat> think about fucking Poseidon adventure. God damn it. He's, he's going on... And and he's 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 making some moves a little bit, but he she's actually kind of coming in after him too. She's unbuttoning his shirt. She's like, "What's you know what what's happening? What are we doing?" But 
he he tries to uh he tries to go in for the kiss and then he tries to go in for a little more only to be interrupted by a phone call. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't want the cold well, no, sex wait, scene. No, they well, hold on. We didn't get the sex scene, but they are kissing mm-hmm. for at least three or four seconds before the phone rings, right? Well, yeah, like that's like what I was saying. She's unbuttoning his shirt, and Kolchak's going in. He's he's trying to go in for uh, uh, he's trying to hit second base. Okay, yeah. you know what? I I'm going to revise my statement. Carol Lindley is a great actress because <laughs> she had to kiss Davin McGavin, which whatever you want to say about Davin McGavin. He's still at least 20 fucking years older than she is. Yeah. And she still had to act throughout that fucking thing when the phone rings. Yeah, if it was 10 years, it's fine. But 20 years, that's that's a little bit much. So Yeah, 10 yeah. years is maybe the cutoff. Yeah, half your age plus seven, that's the rule. So, gets a call. The killer has struck again. Only this time. There's a witness. Yeah, that's right. Oh, and who is this witness? (laughs) This fucking witness. Oh, my God. So, we cut to Kolchak driving to the scene of the crime. Right? And we have... Oh, my God. It's... It's this older lady... Oh, you son of a bitch. Older. <laughs> you yes. son of a bitch, Eddie. Yeah. Is Who this, is uh, this lady, Robbie? Who Virginia? is this? Stop no, no, Peggy. The fucking presses, okay? Hold your horses. Okay. Okay. Who is this woman, Robbie? Oh, um, crap. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Okay. I will help you out. Virginia Gregg. Yeah. Okay. She has 226 fucking movie and TV shows. Holy shit. Yep, pulled it up. Okay. Dragnet. Uh, 23 fucking episodes of Dragnet and in yeah. both Dragnet movies, okay? She's in Dragnet from the 50s episodes into the ones that were in the 60s with Blue Boy. And she is one of these women that I think Every single show that she was in, she played at least two or three different fucking characters. Because Jesus I have Christ. her 23 dragnets under mm-hmm. different fucking names, okay? Seven episodes of Gunsmoke. Wow. Two episodes of Twilight Zone. Okay. And do you know what I'm going to say, Robbie? What's the thing that uh, maybe is going to shock everybody who's going to listen to this fucking podcast when I say what she fucking did in the fucking Granny 60s? porn. <laughs> no, not yet. Okay. Okay. Uh, you ever hear a movie called Psycho? Yes. Uh, she's the voice of Norma Bates. Holy oh. shit. Really? Yep. And then she was in Psycho 2 and 3 when they made the sequels. Yeah. But this woman is fucking incredible. And how she's gotten all these fucking jobs and all these different shows. Because she's on fucking like... Uh, Dr. Kildare, and all these other things. And she's always playing at least two or three different fucking characters. That's insane. Yeah, I'm looking at her internet movie database. She's she's in Bewitched. Yeah. She's she's in fucking everything, dude. Yeah. The Addams Family. Yeah. The things that she's in, you are not going to fucking believe. And like, Psycho 2, uh, let's see. Dynasty. Trapper Happy John, days. MD. 
Trapper John. <laughs> okay, let's oh see who can God. start. Charlie's Angels, Lou Grant, Yogi Space Race, because she did fucking voiceovers. <laughs> mm-hmm, okay? Mm-hmm. Flintstones Christmas. The Waltons. Yeah. Rich Man, God, Poor damn. Man. Oh, my fucking guy. Rich Man, Poor Look Man. Look at her. She's been in everything. So, okay, we'll give, we'll give her some credit, but they barely pass over her. She's uncredited in this, Tim. So we're, we're giving uh, well, her credit. The thing Virginia about, again, Gray. This is the thing about having three different networks because you got a woman who was in 226 fucking TV shows, okay? Mm-hmm. Which, if you are a fucking small-time act, well, small time actor is the right thing but if you're not like a fucking major tv star if you're just like a character actor and you can get Mm -hmm. into 226 fucking things you've had a fucking career to take your hat off to right oh yeah yeah Yeah. and here she is in this fucking tv movie for what 15 fucking seconds yeah just being interviewed by the police barely so (laughs) kolchak breezes by her yeah. Walks over to the dead girl laying on the ground, takes a picture of her, and kind of like elbows a guy next to him. Hey, looks like Bella Lugosi struck again, huh? Yeah. And <laughs> see, here's the influence because if you watch any cop show today, especially Law and Order and especially mm-hmm. SBU, they always make fun of the victim. Yeah. And the cop that's next to him says, hey, that's her daughter, dude. Shut Oops. up. Whoops. <laughs> Whoa. She can hear me. <laughs> Although, yeah. just, you know, it is the 70s, and when Kolchak, I think it's they're doing a voiceover when he walks up to see the body, he describes the victim as 128 luscious pounds. Oh, yeah, minus three pints of blood. Yeah. It's just luscious c- pounds of meat. Oh, Kolchak. That's a little troubling, sir. And speaking of luscious pounds of meat, oh. <laughs> Kolchak, it's like, look, we have a description on the car, right? So I'm going to go and I'm going to talk to my friend and I'm going to try to get the scoop on this car. We're going from luscious pounds to many pounds. Poor Peggy Ray. Poor, poor Peggy Ray. So he cut to what appears she's a phone operator, right? Yeah. And she is a little heavier set. Well, well, hold on. She is, again, here's the thing with his incredible contacts. She is a switchboard operator for the courthouse. Right, right. So she's going to fucking know and be able to hear everything that's going on. This person called the DA. This politician was called at this time and that. She can hear everything that's going on. So, again... This is his thing where he has incredible fucking contacts. Yeah. And again, this is another heavy hitter for, for the uh, TV. Um, this Peggy Ray has been in over a hundred things. Just Dukes of Hazard, The Waltons, mm-hmm. uh, MacGyver, Step by Step, All in the Family. One of the best shows on television. Oh, man. She was in, she was cousin At one point, uh, I lived in Astoria, which was about like maybe 15 blocks away from where Archie, Bunk, uh, Archie Bunker lived. Yeah? Huh. You used to be able to see Steinway Street on uh, the opening credits. I lived about mm. 10 blocks away from that. Nice. So yeah, Have Gun Will Travel. Holy shit. She was in everything. I Love Lucy. Mm-hmm. God damn. 
So what are we doing? We're bribing her with chocolate. To... Whitman samplers. Yep. yep, Whitman samplers. With a big Which... red bow on it. And yeah. I like how the fucking switchboard operator for the fucking courthouse, her fucking desk is right next to the elevators in the main yeah. lobby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have that. She looks like the information desk that you when you go into a, a mall to like ask them for customer service. She's sitting there. And by the way, the bow on the Whitman sampler very conveniently covering up the brand name. Yep. So good, good work on that. Product hey, there's no product placement back then, right? No, no, of course not. This is, hey, here's some information on a car. If somebody calls up the DMV and they're asking about this car, can you kind of slide me a little info, please? So she's like, yeah, God damn it. I mean, don't take the chocolate away. I'm going to eat the chocolate. We've established that. Oh, yeah, because she has a comment about how they're going to find her dead, plump body. Yeah. <laughs> this poor girl, man. But that's okay, because we breeze past her as Kolchak gets another tip. Dude just taps him on the shoulder and says, hey, want to see the killer's face? Uh, is this his friend? Yeah. From the, uh, and then, from the Yeah, from the hotel. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, um, Bernie. what's his name? Barney, yes. Yeah. So Bernie. That's Bernie. Bernie, right. The the Fed, quote unquote, that we never decide is a Fed, but maybe he is. I don't know. He's something, right? And I do like how they do this cut because it's, hey, want to see the killer's face, cut to a casino, and there's a newspaper with the killer's face on it. So... Clearly, they took whatever the uh, the illustration was, the the um, composite sketch of the killer's face, drew it up, and he ran it in the newspaper. Yep. And now we are from the perspective of the killer, over the shoulder, over the shoulder. Yeah, we don't get to see his face yet, as he's walking through the casino, and people are uh, responding to him very negatively. <laughs> I now, put here. Is that because you think that he that the people there recognize his face, or just because of his face? I'm gonna say it's fifty-fifty, uh, right? Well, it's tricky because when I think about it, is he's gotten away? I mean, for at this point, we know he's a fucking vampire, right? Right. No spoilers. Yeah. Alert. Nineteen seventy fucking movie. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Uh, he's obviously been able to just been able to blend into crowds, right? If he mm -hmm. was like the kind of dude that you looked at him and you thought, mm -hmm. this guy is a serial killer, those are the yeah. serial killers that don't get to kill more than two or three people. The ones who get away with it are the ones that nobody fucking recognizes. Yeah, okay, but so we'll, we'll get to that too, because he's also using disguises, but... And and when we when we actually see his face, because he he follows uh, a woman out to her car, right, mm -hmm. and uh, goes to attack her. And I love the move. The woman this is does. such a great. This is maybe uh, again. This is such a great fucking scene in the movie. It really is. So he goes to attack her, right, and she opens up her front door like I'm going to get in the car. Yeah, and she sees freezes him. for a moment when she sees him because yeah. at this point we just now we see a shot of his eyes. Yeah, and they have fucking yeah. like blood red, it's... and he's got like a white fucking face. You don't see his lips or anything like that. You just see the fucking eye sitting in the car. Gets out. Right. She sees him. She kind of like freezes for a second or two, 
mm-hmm. then she opens up her back door. Well, no, yeah. sorry. The, all right, the, the passenger. <laughs> and what happens? Uh, she lets uh, loose the hounds of hell. And the, the so that 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 zoom in on his face. By the way, that's the classic Bella Lugosi Dracula yep. zoom right. in on the eyes, right? So I think they're doing something very clever here. Again, playing with the is this madness or is it not? Mm-hmm. Um, is he mesmerizing her or not? Right, because this right. was the the shot from Dracula when he would mesmerize mm-hmm. a victim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. It doesn't really work. Um, the dog charges him <laughs> and uh, jumps up, and he, like, grabs the dog. It's a dopamine pincher, okay? A... Which, uh, yeah, for some reason in the 70s, you always had a dopamine as, like, the biggest, toughest dog. You didn't have German yeah. Shepherds. Back then, I mean, nobody knew yeah. about fucking pit bulls, I guess, back then. I guess. But it was it was always in the seventies, and even into like the eighties, it was always a dopamine pincher that was like the toughest, meanest fucking dog, and you don't see them in movies anymore as well, like even, the meanest, toughest dogs. Yeah, even Zoltan, uh, you know, Dracula's dog was um, was a dopamine pincher. Uh, mm. Have you seen Zoltan? Uh, no, no, uh, I just it, remember him from Dude, Where's My Car? Yeah, it, it's a late seven. It's a late seventies. Zoltan is Mariska Hardike's older brother's name. I know that from listening to the Grind Bin. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's a late seventies vampire movie. It's also called Dracula's Dog. Uh, but okay. He, yeah, Dobermans in the seventies. They were the big fucking. T- well, I mean, you actually had a movie called the Do- fucking Daring Doberman Gang, where they robbed yeah. a bank. And then they made a wow. sequel. So that's how much money that fuck how much money that fucking movie made. Crazy. That got a sequel, but not the Apple Dumpling Gang. <laughs> well, the apple doesn't fall far far from the tree. Yeah. Yeah. So he like just snaps the dog's neck. There's one, something... two, three. Yep. It Yeah. Again, that's the thing is it, he's a fucking dopamine pincher. You are usually in the again. Maybe not today, but when you saw a Doberman back in the day, you were fucking terrified of those yeah. dogs. Yeah. yeah. And was, uh, to see that kind of dog just like run up and again, uh, we were ta- we were just talking about this Eddie with uh, the Wild Beast <laughs> episode. Is yeah, you have a soon. fucking dog who are just genetically good fucking boys or girls. Yeah. Okay. And you're going to make him try to attack this guy. But (laughs) all the fucking dog does is like jump in his arms and then it cuts really quick away because all he does is lick his face. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He rubs all the fucking makeup off his fucking (laughs) left cheek and then I cut. (laughs) Yeah. And by the way, so now, now Tim, to your point of like, he's got to be kind of charming because he's, uh, uh, walking through the casino, you know, and and getting away with with being a murderer. This dude looks like a fucked up version of Al Lewis, and that's <laughs> rough to say. <laughs> but again, it's the fucking seventies in Vegas, right? Yeah, Al so Lewis was pulling down guy, a lot of frame back that then. Kind of like standout, right? Uh, yeah, I, I guess I don't know. Well, I got a question. Um, yeah, so I wonder. It it feels like they're I don't know if they're intentionally doing it, but the expectations for what a vampire 
is supposed to be in this world. Um, mm-hmm. It's like it, we have the vampire, and he drives a, a Plymouth. You know, yeah. <laughs> a yeah. station wagon. We have the vampire; he needs blood, so he just robs a hospital. It's like there's no grand plan. There's no you know, uh, like thinking it through. Uh, it, it's all the sort of things that we think of like vampires as being like sort of master villains and all that. None of that applies. Right. You know, uh, Robbie, you are fucking 100% right. With the way that this guy is fucking acting, how has he gotten away with this since, what, 1899? Right. Yeah, because he's over 70, we find uh, he's out. He's no fucking right. Lestat. Yeah, he doesn't no. have a familiar that's out there, you know, renting a house for him or any of that. It's uh, It, it seems like they're no. they're playing with what we expect. Uh, and, and Right. Yeah. Well, that he's the kind of vampire that is like, uh, uh, what's the thing with vampires? Is like when they make other vampires who aren't quite one hundred percent vampires. I think like Blade did it. Yeah, ghouls kind of are familiars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not even familiars, but just like they are vampires, but they thrall. have like no yes, control over exactly. what they're doing. Okay, yeah. Yeah, exactly. A thrall. He doesn't have that. He doesn't have his Renfield. Right. You know. Well, he. You would think since. If you're, again, spoiler alert, since 1899, okay, yeah. and uh, we're going to, again, spoiler alert, 150 fucking million bucks in 1899. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that, that's his fucking whip that he's rolling in, 150, yeah. yeah anyway. And he's going to fucking talk down a used car salesman for yeah. 300 bucks? <laughs> we'll get to that. Oh, I love that scene. So, and the, the car salesman's so dope, dude. And one of those yeah. ways, you know what it is? It's that just rich motherfuckers who are like, you yeah. know what? You know what? I got a billion fucking dollars. I'm Elon Musk. But yeah. I want a fucking 10% discount because I'm not going to pay what everybody else pays. Yeah, that's that. That's that. Uh, if you worry about the pennies, the dollars take care of themselves mm-hmm. fucking attitude. And this fucking, yeah. So he walks up to her, gives a, another classic Dracula eyes zoom in, and we just cut to Kolchak again. Back in the and, office. Yeah, yeah. Getting bitched out again because he's saying, hey, look, there was another body found drained of blood. I think this is related to the other three bodies that were found drained of blood, right? Well, is this the part where he goes into that fucking quote, supposedly, which I don't know if this is real, but where he says, a reporter socially, he fits in between a hooker and a yes. bartender. Yeah. Spiritually, mm-hmm. he stands besides Galileo because he knows the world is round. Mm-hmm. Which, again, that's a fucking great fucking line for a TV movie. Yeah, but it doesn't matter, though, because his editor thinks the world's flat. That's right, see? Yeah. He's fighting <laughs> against the man. Yeah, yeah, it's a great quote. And because uh, his editor is telling him, look, man, we're not going to run your fucking story about this. And Kolchak's pissed off. He's like, look, we're suppressing information. We're not supposed to suppress information. We are the news, yeah. right? Four women dead, four women no blood. That's news. Mm-hmm. We print news. We don't suppress news. Right. But his his editor is like, look, if we push this news out, you're going to panic people. That's all you're going to do. They don't know about it. They're going to panic. And I'm like, yeah, good. They should be panicking. <laughs> like, uh, this is one of those instances where we do need the angry mob with the pitchforks 
and the torches. Well, right? uh, pitchforks don't work against vampires. No, we'll find out <laughs> what works against them later, Tim. Uh, because, yeah, he gets tapped now. Yeah, uh, spoiler alert for anybody who's listening to this podcast. Uh, crosses, stakes, <laughs> and hammers yeah. are what foil the vampires. And sunlight. Yeah. And sunlight, of course. So his friend got the records from the DMV for him, and they have one good lead out of the 16 people that own those cars in Vegas. And that's some weirdo who uh, has their car registered to a fake name, to a fake address. <laughs> Right. Oh, back in the day when you could do that shit. Yeah. Right? You could get away with so much. I was reading the other day, like, do you know when credit scores started being a thing? In the 80s, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like 88. There was no such thing as a credit score. Yeah, I was going to say 90s, but 88, that's close. Yeah. There was no such thing as a credit score until 80. Like, you could just be like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Yo, I had three different fucking library cards on the three three different names. I never brought fucking books back. I was like, oh, wait a second. God, I owe you $2.75? Uh, my name that. is Yim Tobo. <laughs> yeah, my name is Tim Kolchak. Uh... My name is Kid Rock. <laughs> yeah, so this guy just lied to a guy, bought a car. Like, you can't even... Get a, a phone now without like an anal swab. Like what the fuck? <laughs> okay, man. Back in the day, things were so good. And then got... th think like even before then, like in in the old west, you could just say like I'm a doctor. Yep. I'm a like, dentist. A... Yep. How about that? Yeah. Dentistry was invented by con men who just said that it, they knew what they were doing, and it, it grew out of that. Yeah, man. We used to have freedom. So, he yeah. This, <laughs> he freedom fucking... to go to anybody who said they were a doctor or a dentist. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah, you want and your they... Corona shot? Okay, give me $5. I'll give you a Corona yeah. shot. Yeah. yeah, but then your your Corona shot just ends up being like laudanum mixed with heroin. Some more. And... Just saline. Oh, boy. Yeah, back in the day, yeah, it was just cocaine. That's right. Yeah. You know what? You're going to yeah. feel good for 24 hours. You're going to forget yeah. about the Corona. Yeah. So we cut to one of my favorite characters here, the car salesman. And I just have in my notes, yeah, this is a car salesman because he <laughs> looks like he looks like a caricature, this dude, right? So we're talking to the car salesman. We're like, okay, who's the guy that bought the car? What happened? Give us the deets, you know, and it's the cop talking to him, not, not Kolchak, of course, because because Kolchak kind of just slides in whatever the cops are doing their investigations and annoys them, which I love. Yeah, because he always shows up like either right before or right after the cops. And I think at one point, Floyd Atkins, Sheriff Lobo, says, what took you so long? Yeah. And he fucking yeah. looks and he goes, I had a flat tire. Yeah. Because yeah, he literally pulls scene. up two seconds after the fucking cops. So he's yeah. implying that if he didn't have a flat tire, which is bullshit, yeah. he would have gotten there before them. Yeah. So, yeah, you, like you said, he's, the car salesman's like, uh, I don't know, He this, this weird-looking guy came here. I told him the price of the car, and he just stood there staring at me. <laughs> and then he said drop the price $300 but I told him it's $1200 yeah. 
do that. Anybody who's going to buy a fucking car and you're going to go buy a used car, look at the guy and say, how much is this car? And he, whatever he says, because it's, you're never going to buy a fucking car for 1200 bucks ever again. No. No. But whatever they say, just look at it. Just stare at it. Don't say anything for like 30 fucking seconds and go, <laughs> no, $3,000 less. Yeah. Uh, but you've got to, you've got to look like Al Lewis though is yeah. the problem. Yeah. You need that. Well, look, for three thousand dollar discount, I'll put some fucking paste face on because <laughs> I'm already white guy. So if I do extra white face, it's okay. It's mm-hmm. tasteful according to the search well, office. But and there's then another... I'll put fucking red contact lenses in. That's fucking like twenty five cents at the fucking drugstore. Mm-hmm. But you also need a fake mustache because the car salesman says uh, because Kolchak produces the picture and says, "Hey, does he look like this guy?" It's like, yeah, but uh, he had a mustache. They're like, hmm, mustache. Wouldn't he be better served by getting sunglasses? Because it's <laughs> yeah. Vegas, right? Wearing sunglasses at night isn't that big of a fucking deal. Instead of having, well, you know what? He had this kind of like, he had this weird handlebar mustache. But then his fucking eyes were like red fucking holes. <laughs> Right? And you would think in the fucking shot that Kolchak has, in the black and white fucking drawing, they would have fucking used color for the fucking eyes. Yeah. Yeah, because his eyes just look like they're bloody. Oh, man. So, yeah. We cut back to Kolchak, and he's back in in the the Motel 6 with his lady friend, and he's fucking ranting and raving. You know? It's like, God damn, I'm trying to fucking fix this and these goddamn people and this lady friend's like look you need to calm down okay you you keep getting fired <laughs> and i'm like how does she know he keeps getting fired but okay maybe they've been together a while i don't know i don't know the backstory and she's like look you keep getting fired how many times have you been fired from different places and he goes over this list of how frequently he's fired and it's ridiculous of course so She's like, here, I got an idea, right? And he sits down in his little recliner, and he's got his fucking brandy snifter. You know, he's 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 just going to chill for a minute. And she just starts tossing these books in his lap about vampires. Yeah. And she's like, look, maybe it's actually a vampire. And he's like, no, it's not a vamp. Duh. It's not a vampire. She's like, all right, look, let's read this together, and we're going to tell the audience now that's like what 45 minutes into this fucking movie about vampires so we get some info they can only go out at night they don't like crosses they don't like sunshine they don't like it when you shove a wooden stake through their heart right and most importantly their victims will come back as which again robbie that's right. Wink, wink. We know about the series. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's the uh, an episode called The Vampire. Okay. And, and it's in Las Vegas. And supposedly one of his victims is unaccounted for. And, oh. And that's I think the, it's the fifth victim that we hear about, that yeah. he talks about, but we never really find <laughs> out anything at all. Right. And that's that's a premise for the for the episode. Huh. It's maybe the third, maybe the fourth episode. Yeah. 
It's really close, and they because I think the series only ran for one year, so there wasn't that many episodes. Yeah, there was only like really 16. close. Yeah, and nice. I think <sighs> you saw the second one, right? The uh, the Night Strangler, Robbie. Yes. Okay, that's one in Seattle. Is that where uh, that was? Yeah, yeah, and I mean it's pretty much just like a replay of this one. Yeah. Which, again, because this was 1970s TV, so unless you saw this when it ran the first time, it only probably ran about maybe two times in total before the, ep- the, before the TV show started. Right. Because this wasn't like you didn't have video on demand, you weren't streaming this, you couldn't watch no. this. We couldn't all watch this on Monday night when it came out. You saw this when it came out on whatever night ABC ran this. And if you didn't catch it, you were shit out of luck for at least maybe seven yeah. or eight months before they did the replay. And then after that, they started the TV show. So the first episode of the TV show is a Night Strangler, which is it's Jack the Ripper instead of the vampire. Right, okay. Robbie? Right, right. And it's, again, it's pretty much same fucking thing as this one. But it's starting the TV series, which, again, that's the best one out of the whole TV series. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Interesting. And uh, there were two, th- just two little things in that scene where he's there in the hotel room with his girlfriend that I thought were kind of kind of funny. One is something, uh, they're sitting there talking, and uh, he tells her after she earns a shirt for him, you should quit, you know, whatever her job is. And she turns yeah. to him and says, w- uh, would you support me? And then he goes, well... Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. he, he keeps complaining about her working nights. Yeah. He wants her to quit. He doesn't want to support her, but it's yeah. like, uh, you know, just, no, just uh, work the day shift. That's okay. And, and the other thing that oh. I thought was kind of funny uh, was that the book she gives him is everything you wanted to know about vampires, but were afraid to ask. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Well, okay, all right. Now, hold on. Uh, this is obviously either riff on everything that you wanted to know about sex was a right, right to ask because was that a was a huge, big 70s book. Yeah, hugely right? popular book. And you know what? I remember not getting that book, but a book very similar through Time Life for free because I was running scams even when I was a kid. Jesus, and it was called okay. Making Love. And holy fucking shit, that book had fucking saw called Pornography. The first oh, time yeah? I ever saw a fucking dick besides my own. <laughs> That's probably good. Uh, <laughs> God damn, Tim, you, you and your scams. My, my brother and sister used to run scams on Columbia House. Oh, dude, at one point, Eddie, I didn't even fucking tape the penny to the fucking coupon. <laughs> and they would still give me fucking ABCs. ACDC fucking tapes. Okay. Now, when I got the fucking cassettes, they were fucking mostly white labels and they just had a little bit right in the middle, like a splash screen mm-hmm. of the fucking album cover. So you didn't get the album right. work. And maybe it didn't sound that great. And maybe after playing the tapes for 30 or 40 times, they would break. Yeah. But I got them for fucking free. Yeah. Yeah. And they just yeah. kept no. sending them to me. Tim Yobo. T Yobo. Just whatever the fuck they would just send it to me, man. And I just, just never got any fucking other things besides his free cassettes. Nice. I, I remember my mom and dad got pissed 
because they kept getting these deliveries. It was CDs when they were doing it. Mm-hmm. They kept getting these deliveries for these fucking CDs. And my mom and dad are like, how are you guys? Go- what are you doing? How are you going to pay for that? And my brother had the best <laughs> line. He said, he said, I'm not 18. What are they going to do? <laughs> Wait, hold on. What? You have a brother? What's his nickname? My brother, Boner. <laughs> yeah. So they no, gave him the Native American name, the first thing that your mother saw? Yeah. <laughs> that's what they named him? <laughs> no, that was me and my friends came up with the nickname of Boner for my brother. Um, it just seemed like it fit. Uh, no, I'm, I'm the, the youngest and by like a large um, Wow. Step. Wait, hold on a second, Eddie. You have been yeah. trying to get fucking Candace's brother and sister and whoever mm-hmm. you can on this fucking show. Well, to where be fair, is your family? Candace's Candace's brother reached out to me. Right? That's right. He liked so, your tweet about calling her yeah. a bitch. <laughs> I don't call her a bitch. Oh my god! It was uh, much you funnier than it. that. Like same she's thing. the one. Is Candace okay. a bitch? Question so, mark. No, no, no. So Candace tweeted, I just got my uh, the uh, my test results back for my DNA, and I'm 100% that bitch, right? Yeah. Which is a Lizzo song lyric that from like 2004 or something. I don't know when. Does he realize that? Is, is he just saying that? I have no Candace idea. Think, is Candace listening to Lizzo? Yeah, maybe. She didn't know who Little Nas X was, man. I had to explain oh that to her. That was fucking hysterical. So, so okay. I, I thought in my head, there are two ways I can go with that this joke, right? One of them is you should get this tweet carbon dated to figure out when it originally happened. The other one is... Wait, that I would don't... be for me. No, no, no. That's, that's for, for her tweet because this is... I'm 100% that bitch. That, that's an old one, right? The second joke, and the one that I landed on, was I don't think that's what they meant by canine. (laughs) That's a better one. (laughs) Right. And so her brother found it and retweeted it. And she's like, damn, you're getting dunked on on Twitter, sis. And I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. You're her brother? I need you on the podcast. I have to talk to you, sir. So so we'll see. (laughs) That's right. And I think that the best thing that we could do and mm-hmm. uh, maybe we should edit this out so she doesn't hear it, is to have her on the show and just have, yeah. like, special... Wait, hold on. Somebody's calling into the show. Holy <laughs> shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to do that with Uva Bull, but I thought that would have been too mean. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, have you a Bull go off on Candace? Well, yeah, because remember we did that episode of Seed with Candace as a guest, yes, and she was just shitting all over it. I thought it would have been hysterical because that was right when I was lining up my second interview with Uva Bull to have him just sitting there waiting to jump in on the interview and be like, "Oh, and by the way, Candace, we have Uva Bull on the phone. <laughs> He's been listening to everything that you've said about yeah. his movie." <laughs> but that would be so mean to him and her, so I would never do that. But um, that's like a time I remember when I had my friend. Peter N. Mm-hmm. I mentioned him on other podcasts. I probably mentioned his last name, but I just said Peter uh, uh, P. Nartney. But uh, I remember telling my sister that, oh, he really wants to talk to you about something. And then I remember telling him, 
my sister really wants to talk to you about something. I don't know what the fuck it is. And I literally did this for like two and a half fucking months. Oh, my God. Until one day, just by chance, I'm hanging out with my friend Peter N. Mm-hmm. And I'm walking down the street, and there's my mom, and there's my sister. Right. And I went, oh, my fucking God. And I said, hold on to my friend Peter. And I walked up to my sister and my mom, and I said, oh, wait, here's a perfect opportunity. He wants to ask you something. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How long has this con been going on? This is literally, this is really, this is like the longest fucking set of fucking joke I've ever done in my life. (laughs) And at one point, the two of them are standing (laughs) Well, well, well. Exactly like, well, what? What? This this reminds me of of uh, on the on the Howard Stern show they would do this prank call premise where they would call up a, a Chinese delivery place oh and God. say like, "All right, I want to get orange chicken, I want lo mein and I want uh egg rolls, right?" But uh, can you repeat the order back to me real quick? Uh, I'm going to put my sister on the phone. Then they call another Chinese delivery place and say, hey, uh, I want to put in an order. Hold on for a second. Put them back together. And be like, all right, so you want this, 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 and this. <laughs> yeah, this, 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 and this. That'll be 28.42. No, that'll be 32.15. All right. Delivered? Wait, you want to pay 32.15? Okay, no problem. No, it's 28.42. You want it delivered? No, do you want it delivered? <laughs> oh, that's such a great one. Oh, oh wow. I, wait, so I beat Howard Stern to that fucking yeah. prank. Stern, because, you hack. Yeah, this is like, oh, Jesus Christ, 80. 182? <laughs> what a great move, Tim. <laughs> it literally, uh, it was the longest fucking joke that I ever fucking set up in my life. It was it was at least two and a half to three fucking months of almost every so other fucking day. With like, <laughs> I don't know, man. My fucking sister, she wants to ask you something. <laughs> Just going home like, hey, I was hanging out at Peter's house. This happened, this happened. And, he keeps saying he wants to fucking ask you something. <laughs> so did they just stand there awkwardly? They like, literally, what? I swear what? to God, for like maybe at least two or three fucking minutes, they fucking stood there and they're just like, yeah, dead silence. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best. And then they both beat the shit out of you. Uh, no, I beat the shit out of him. That's good. We used to practice box in, boxing in his fucking basement mm-hmm. uh, basement room. And yeah. <laughs> no, this each, is a thing. We bought boxing gloves, and we mm-hmm. actually had like fucking headgear, everything like that. And we were box practice practicing boxing in his basement room, and I mm. knocked him through his fucking closet and broke the fucking door. <laughs> And that was between that and the time when I screamed out, no, you idiot. I mean, her tits in front of his entire family was about the last time I was over his house. Uh, You used to come over and hang out at my house after that. Yeah, makes sense, man. Uh, So where did we leave off? Well, we left off, Tim, Mm. an hour and a half ago (laughs) with uh, our, our buddy... I the... thought this was going to be a bonus episode, so I got extra drunk. No, no, it's okay. So we left off with our buddy, the vampire, um, robbing the beer fridge in the hospital. 
I have because, okay, so I've got a couple of things that I have to talk about here. Number one, they're keeping their blood in 40s. Right. Weird move. Okay. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Holy shit. That's right. Yeah. And number two. Do they have the, the... screw caps or the corks? <laughs> no, I think they've got the pop tops. I don't think they got the screw caps. This is a professional establishment, Tim. And number two, this guy somehow, the, our vampire guy here, somehow has both a flat top and a bowl cut. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, again, possible? this is 1970s TV. They did not think about 4K or Blu-ray at all, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, because I watched it in like 720p or whatever it is up on the blood bank. And this dude's hair looks the stupidest hair I've seen. Eddie, Just bar none. It's vampires terrible, yeah? are also known as shapeshifters, right? right so yeah. he could shift himself into a stuntman. One, two, three. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, well, there is that because, oh, he does shift himself into a stunt man. You need to give him a break. You know, he is a vampire, so he can't see himself in a mirror. So he's stuck with that, whatever he gets. Wow, that is true. <laughs> wow, damn. that's right. So he can't see himself in a mirror, Robbie. So he's making his face yeah. when he's mm-hmm. doing this makeup and these these disguises. What he perceives right. as looking as regular. Wow. So he probably thinks he has a widow's peak, you know, because how would he yeah. know? <laughs> mm-hmm. He should. He should have a widow's peak. That's, I mean, that's required, right? Yeah. And maybe so, he's colorblind, so he can't get the color of the eyes right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just fucking... I, I guess all he would see is the uh, the makeup that he puts on and the mustache from the previous right. scene, I guess. Just floating, disembodied. And I So, thought- yeah... I thought this scene where he robs the the beer fridge uh, is yeah. again. It's like he's just brute forcing being a vampire. There's no yes. finesse to it at all. Uh, well, I think what they're doing with this guy is I think he's the kind of vampire that's more animalistic than right. Lestat, mm. right? Yeah. Where so he's he kind of be... like the new. Bl- uh, let's go. To, let's see. Uh, Blade, where they have the new vampires or. Am I getting mm-hmm. my whatever it is? Where the new vampire? Wait, oh wait, is that fucking Twilight cocksucker? Where I'm fucking <laughs> thinking that new vampires can't control themselves and they have to fucking grow into it? God yeah, damn, yeah. Twilight! Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give you a better reference. Vampire the Masquerade, the uh, tabletop role playing game. These ah. he's more like the the Gangrel, which are kind of like your your biker kind of like we're just gonna throw people around and beat their ass. Yeah. Uh, not not like your Nosferatu or or your your traditional vampire. Well, like I'm gonna be a vampire, but you know what? I'm only gonna go after like serial killers or bad people. Those are gonna be yeah. the people that I kill. Yeah, but no, for him it's just uh, hotel orderlies that he <laughs> beats the shit out of three of them and then throws the fourth one out of a fucking window. And again, how did he last doing this since 1999? 1990- 1899 yeah he's not he like you said he doesn't have any finesse he's not like thinking like all right let me kill just the people that nobody's going to fucking notice right yeah and all right you know what oh one time i almost got caught by the cops maybe i should fucking chill out move to another fucking city because i got a hundred fucking million dollars in the bank 
Well, let's say he's got a hundred million dollars. Why doesn't he open his own blood bank? You know, or something. Oh <laughs> fuck! He's like the Bill Gates, right? He's yeah. like, give me your blood. Don't worry about it. And you know what? I'll give you a fucking shot in the arm. We'll just skim a little off the top, and <laughs> yeah, there you go. He's got a blood bank Ponzi scheme going yeah. on. So uh, now the cops show up, of course, and he just beats their ass. They they finally try to shoot him and he just kind of outruns the cop cars and i have that they like shoot like a bunch of motorcycle cops just get shot by friendly fire there is a great stunt there (sighs) i think it's a stunt Uh, i can't it almost looks like it's by mistake where one of the motorcycle stuntmen just eats shit and almost yeah and the motorcycle almost hits him so it's like a bronx warriors right yeah yeah, I don't know if that was intentional. Yeah, it was It was close. <laughs> I have a friend who's a cop, and I would love to see him watch a scene and mm-hmm. hear what his sergeant or whoever is, the, like, the fucking captain, lieutenant, what they would have to say about these fucking cops with their fucking <laughs> shooting. <laughs> with just, yeah. They're just fucking shooting. One, two, three. Cops who are in back of other cops are still yeah. shooting. Yeah. Just They're running around. There's cops. no fucking gun, uh, fucking discipline at all. No, no, no. They're they're not doing a great job. I guess maybe they do things different out in Vegas. I don't know. What happens there usually stays yeah. there. And well, Kolchak has fo- photos that's of true all with of all cops, right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, Kolchak's just like in the middle of it, just chilling, just taking photos. He's got his Pentax out. He's doing a good doing a good job. You know, well, he's, he's a journalist. He's smart because he's wearing like the whitest of the white fucking outfits, right? So you're yeah, going to fucking true. see him and like, oh, this is the guy. Don't shoot him. Yeah. So we cut to the next press conference. And Tim, this is like you were saying, where we find out, okay, here's who the guy is. He's over 70. He was, he's, the, we have records of him from 1899. Yeah, I think, yeah. Well, that's what they say is the first record they have of him yeah. is yeah. 1899. Yeah, so he's at least, at this yeah. point, 70 years old, they say. Yeah. And yeah, at least. And there's a little uh, horror movie Easter egg in here and mm-hmm. uh, where he, he was uh, operating under the name Paul Belasco. Okay. And so uh, uh, Richard, Math- Richard Matheson also wrote uh, The Legend of Hell House. About the Belasco House, which came out the next year. Okay. You know, when I heard that, that name, thank you, Robbie. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That's why you were you you were fated to be on this fucking show. Mm-hmm. Because when I heard that name, I was like, I know that fucking name somewhere. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah. Belasco, I'm fifty two years old. Of course I heard that fucking name somewhere, right? You're thinking yeah. of Matthew Lesko, the guy that has all the infomercials and he wears the <laughs> oh, weird the fucking outfit. dollar suit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe? Yeah. Damn. I don't know. So, But this guy is not no dollar suit guy because he's already got enough money. He's got $150 million of fucking 1970s. That money. fucking money. You could buy the Oof. U.S. Um, fucking United States yeah. of America for that kind of money. Mm-hmm. That's real fuck you money. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we find out that he was passing himself off as a blood doctor. He went to uh, the UK during at the, at the turn of World War II. Yep. The uh, and, Nazi Blitz. Yep, yep. During, right, during the Nazi Blitz. And then escaped to Canada, where he's been traveling across the U.S.-Canada Canada border 
and leaving a, a bunch of dead victims who who had their blood drained and nobody caught on. So uh, that's cool. And now he's here in Vegas. Great. So Kolchak's just sitting there and he's got the, the Kolchak, like the shit eating grin yeah. smirk. And I love this because he's like, uh, yeah, uh, hey, I got a question real quick, dude. Um, How is it that you just shot this 70 year old guy at fucking point blank and then he outran a cop car (laughs) yeah then he outran your cop car uh i think maybe he's a vampire and immediately they're like no he's not a he's not a vampire and he's like okay so then you guys suck is what it is (laughs) yeah that's right either this guy (laughs) is a fucking fucking superhuman vampire or something or 25 fucking cops couldn't right. fucking shoot him one time when uh i'm sorry but today in 20 let's say 2020 2019 mm-hmm. 2018 2017 yeah. 2015 yeah. well let's go all the way back to 2001 cops are able to shoot guys 18 fucking times yeah but this and guy not, they couldn't hit once and it's not like gun technology has changed a lot since the 70s generally there's a business end and a trigger like it's not that fucking complicated <laughs> no i think it's more just the amount of bullets that you have right that's the only difference i, I mean sure uh, how lightweight they are you can use polymers instead of metal but uh, i mean really it's not that much. And personally, I'm more of a revolver guy. I like a heavier gun anyway. So, I, yeah. These guys should have fucking t- taken this dude out. And he's saying that. Like, okay, so, so you, you want suck. six bullets instead of 12? If you 11? can't get it done in six, Tim, then forget it. <laughs> like, come on. So, yeah, now Kolchak goes over to talk to his buddy, Nikki, And Nikki, the only note I have here is he's a loser. Clearly, Robbie. Robbie, is, or, or is this his uh, friend in the casino who's gambling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he so shows he? him the Elisha Wood Jr. <sighs> Come on, Eddie. Who is this guy? You you don't recognize his voice. You don't recognize that fucking big fucking forehead. Well, there's certainly a big forehead. Oh, Elijah God, Cook on, Jr. Man. Let's. Yeah. Let's see. He Elijah was in. Cook Jr. <laughs> Go ahead, Robbie. Uh, Go ahead, do it. Well, he started out. Uh, one of his first big roles was in the Maltese Falcon with yep. Humphrey Bogart. You've heard of that movie, Eddie? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay, uh, okay. I'm looking at a picture of him. Never mind. I got him. To, to okay, the, that's right. Uh, to move mm-hmm. into the '70s, he was a hospital orderly in Blackula. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was just uh, in everything. Uh, he, he's been around since the '30s. Uh, he was yeah. in The Killing uh, with... Uh, yep. Oh, my God. The best fucking movie that he was in it. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I beg to differ. Whoa. Which one? Rosemary's Baby. Oh, yeah. <sighs> well, The Killing or Rosemary's Baby? God damn. Kubrick? Mm. Yeah, or... right. <laughs> yeah. Roman Polanski. Which I one mean, is a better okay. director? I hate... I hate Roman Polanski, don't get me wrong, but Rosemary's Baby was fucking phenomenal. Uh, it is a great movie, and it actually, uh, I don't know when this podcast is coming out, although you said uh, March Madness. When uh, yeah, the Grime next Bin, week. I just did uh, the Behind the Door. 
Oh yeah. On the grind pod. That was my pick. And uh, such three a good years pick. of paying twenty bucks a month. That was my <laughs> second pick. But whatever. Uh, uh <laughs> I won't get onto that. I already told uh, you, Jim. I, I that... got my first pick before I was even a Patreon. I was stewardess school. Uh, son of a bitch. <laughs> damn, it's like fucking like that's in the first hundred fucking episodes too. God I know. Damn it. But uh, that kind of has a little bit of a Rosemary's Baby thing going on with that, too. Yeah, yeah, true, very true. Yeah. It was also on Surfside 6, so that's fine. <laughs> oh, I should bring that up for a mini-bin episode, Surfside 6. Okay, hmm. I'm the only one yeah. who knows Surfside 6. I was going to say, what is that? Yeah. It's... It's, uh... You have stumped the entire show. Okay. Yeah, it's about three uh, uh, private detectives that live on a houseboat in Miami. It was in the 60s. Oh, uh, yeah. Wow. Wait, it's a, a 60s fucking... TV show? And we, you know about that and me and Robbie don't? Yeah, my dad used to watch like a bunch of old really bad shit. And I was just going through this guy's internet movie database and I saw Surfside 6. So I'm like, oh, God, yeah. dude. <laughs> You'll have to check it out, Tim. So, okay, yeah, Mickey, he's not so fine. Yeah, I will. Mickey's not so fine, and it's not blowing my mind, because he he's losing his last <laughs> dollar at the fucking craps table. Well, okay, here's the thing, is because this guy has been in so many fucking movies, and I think yeah. the mm-hmm. main description of him, let's see, uh, Elijah Flausick Cook Jr., December 26, 1903 to May 18, 1985, was an American stage film and television character character, Mm -hmm. actor who often specialized in roles as cowardly villains and neurotics. He he is perhaps best remembered for his portrayal of Vilma in the 1941 version of Maltese Falcon as the futile efforts made by his character intimidate Sam Spade. Good luck fucking trying to get Sam Spade sweat. Yeah. Yeah. And he was in The Killing. I think in The Killing, they (laughs) on Wikipedia, they have him as the cuckold husband. Yeah. <laughs> and if you've ever uh, seen The Killing, which is maybe one of my favorite Stanley Kubrick movies. Oh yeah. Yeah. It is, he is incredible in that. And in the Maltese Falcon, he literally when you when I first saw him, I was like because I'd already seen him in The Killing and all the other fucking movies. So to see him as a tough guy who is trying as hard as he can because he's really supposed to be a criminal in this movie. And he is trying to fucking intimidate Humphrey fucking Bogart as Sam Spade. Yeah. Is incredible. That's not going to happen. Yep. Not going to happen. Nope. But he just has the most incredible fucking face. You just look yeah. at him and you're just going to see he's either going to be the guy who is completely fucking freaked out or the guy that his wife is cheating on him with a hundred different guys. Yeah. He, he's the sad sack. He's the loser. So, yeah, Kolchak tells him, look, man, take this picture to all the real estate agents in town because somebody bought a house here that looks like this and get me the fucking info. He's like, well, hold on. I have a dollar. I can still gamble it. Like, okay, fine. Go ahead. Lose your last dollar, you loser. Yeah. And then have go you ever thought about winning you. is yeah. what he says to him. Yeah. Like, nah, he never thought about winning. 
He, it's not in his blood. So now, <laughs> this, he this is, is another the, great one. He is the 100% gambling addict, right? That yeah. even yeah. if they win a million dollars, they are going to, at the end of the night, lose a million and one dollar. Yeah, yeah. The, this guy, yeah. he He's a sad sack. He's a loser. I think I remember reading in some book that people who gamble, the, the things that they remember the most is not the ones that they won, is the ones that mm -hmm. they lost. Well, they're the best stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, at least they can take that with them. What book was that? Jesus. I don't know. At some point. Don't worry. At some point, I'm going to scream out a name. <laughs> okay okay we'll we'll hold for it uh but in the meantime kolchak goes back over to his lady friend and i just have a note who knits in a casino Constortionist handbook by cled uh craig Kleppinger. there you go that's the name of the book okay so who knits in a casino tim this is i mean this is a power move i don't know maybe she's bored she's waiting for her next john i don't know what's going on here <laughs> So mm, 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 mm. look how good I am with my fingers. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess. Yeah, look at the That's dexterity. An advertisement. I, I guess. Yeah, she's trying to get the ladies too. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Um, look, it's Las Vegas. Whatever happens, whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Mm -hmm. And he's afraid that the the killer is going to stay in Vegas because he tells her, "Look, I don't think these these cops are going to catch him." You know, they, they're fucking, they don't listen to me. They're barking up the wrong tree. And I love her move instead of being supportive. She's like, yeah, I told you it's a vampire, you dumbass. <laughs> you, you dummy dumb. Like, ah, fine, it's a vampire. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do what guys do. I'm going to go out of my car and just drive around. Right? So he hops in the car. He's driving around. And Kolchak hears the police radio. They spotted the killer's car. Right? So now we have a high-speed chase that's just Kolchak doing a bunch of U-turns yeah. <laughs> in the street because they're like, oh, he's, uh, we see him over here. He pulls a U-turn, and uh, we cut to the cops. Well, they corner our killer. They, uh, they surround his car, and he hops out, and he starts Ferris Buellering into the, the neighbor's backyard. Seventy years old, at least. Yeah, spry. A spry 70, sir. Because he hops the fence. Fucking Jack LaLanne. He, he really is. He's pulling that fucking car with his teeth by the end. I knew you were going to laugh, Barbie. I knew you were going to laugh when I said Jack LaLanne. <laughs> Eddie, who is Jack LaLanne? Sir, I just mentioned him. I, that, I said the cop's pulling the, the car by his fangs. Yeah. Jack LaLanne. Oh, Come okay. on. All right. Sorry. I got a beer. I know Jack LaLanne. I didn't hear it. It's okay. It's okay, sir. So yeah, no, he uh, he pulls the car by his fangs. He hops the fence and he does some uh, feats of strength. He Popeyes out and he punches out the first fucking cop. Three cops jump on him and overpower him for a second, and then he uh, like Popeye throws them all up, <laughs> like off of him. Strong to the finish because so... he eats his spinach for real. And then he just grabs another cop and wrestling with him, drags his ass into the pool. And I'm like, holy shit, he's going to drown this fucking guy. Like, this, this looks dangerous. And then I have all the while, Kolchak's there next to the pool, <laughs> like yeah. within biting distance, taking pictures. Again, this is, this is the guy that Kolchak is. He doesn't care what it is. The most important thing is to get the story. Mm -hmm. He doesn't care about his own safety. He doesn't care about his personal uh 
you know, well-being. It is to get the story. Yeah. That's why he's going against the DNA. His editor and the DNA and the cop, the sheriff, all tell him, like, cool the fuck down, motherfucker. Oh, we're going to make your life a living hell. And he just doesn't. And that's why he's been fired four times from Boston, three times from (laughs) New York, three times from Philadelphia, six times from fucking L.A., all that shit. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's out there doing his job, and, and he's good at it, don't get me wrong. He's taking the pictures. Finally, old vamp, he uh, pops out of the, the water, and he goes to run away, and the cops shoot the shit out of him. Yep, goes they down. That's just... it. Done. End of movie. Done. We're yep, done. End of movie. Credits. So that was a really good movie. To... No <laughs> way. He pops right back up, <laughs> runs off. It jumps it over takes the more bullets and more <laughs> shots from a shotgun, and he doesn't react, and he jumps over the fence instead of oh getting my... shot by a thirty-eight. Because again, nineteen seventies cops didn't have fucking Glocks, okay? They didn't mm-hmm. have fucking M sixteens. They didn't have fucking tank killers. They had fucking thirty-eights. No, they had yeah, thirty-eight special yeah. or a three fifty-seven Magnum. No, either cops of didn't those. have thirty-eight special. Thirty-eight special is what you buy on the fucking street for seventy-five bucks. Come on, Eddie. Either way, it would have overpenetrated that fucking fence and, and gone through him. So that's, but but anyway, yeah, he jumps the fence, and the cops are like, "Well, shit, I guess he's gone. Yeah. He uh, he bested us." So he vanishes. Under I'm the, sorry, uh... we completely lost him. That's it. Yeah. Helicopters, dogs, yeah. all those fucking cops. Cops fucking fired shot, and usually mm-hmm. cops come running right, and they yeah. lost him. Yeah. Yeah. They said they had 650 men, 16 dogs, roads blocked, and helicopters, and they lost him. Yeah. Well, because he turned into a fucking bat. No, he turned into a mist. Remember when vampires could turn into a mist? Hmm. The good old days, right? Yeah. But they couldn't cross uh, running water. Wait, is a pool considered running water? Because you have a filter, right? So the water is going in and out, right? This is a Vegas pool. I think it was just stagnant water that they keep going chlorine. <laughs> that's, that's just a jacuzzi turned off. Yeah. That's not a pool. <laughs> oh, man. So, and God, do I love this one. Because we're back at City Hall again. <laughs> and again, it's Kolchak taking shit. And again, he points out, look, either you guys shot him 30 to 40 times or you're blind. Well, yeah, because I'm sorry, Eddie. Uh, what it is is that it is the cop, the sheriff, the uh, whoever the whoever this federal guy is that his friend. Yeah, yeah. They are in the room, and it's only Kolchak, yeah. and he's sitting like in the back row, and he's got his oh, feet yeah. up on the yeah. fucking chair, <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, motherfuckers, that's right, that's yeah. right. I told you, I fucking told you." I'm sorry. Did you guys want my opinion? <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on a moment. I'll give you my opinion. And yeah, <laughs> just... guess what I have with me? Just by the way, in my yeah. duffel bag. Which is this oh. even a duffel bag? What it, the fuck was this called? It looks like then? a bowling bag. It yeah, like... that's right. Yeah, that or like an old timey uh, doctor's bag that they would take. House no, to house no, during, because like, the, the vampire had the old timey doctor's bag when he broke into oh, the blood, right, blood right. bank. Right, which yeah. you can join the blood bank. Which mm. how much is it? Yobo Gold gets your blood bank. 
Yeah, ten dollars a month, you get access to more than four hundred obscure horror movies, and including so many like... this fucking episode, this episode mm-hmm. that we're talking about. So Jesus and, Christ, man, and spend a, your fucking money or give us five stars. Money and well a bunch spent. Of crazy TV shows, like I said, like Erie, Indiana, Twilight Zone, um, old and new, Tales from the Crypt, Tales from the Crypt. Some Twilight Zone episodes that maybe the lady that played the mother of the dead girl are in? (laughs) Yeah. Why don't you you put Dragnet up? Because, let me tell you, Dragnet. if you haven't seen fucking Dragnet, Dragnet's good. It is the most incredible fucking cop show because it is 100% serious. That's mm-hmm. what makes it so fucking good, right, Robbie? Yeah. It's a hundred percent fucking serious. Yep. And when you see that Blue Boy episode, <laughs> oh, oh my fucking god! Or the episode with the Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, hold on. Let me let me uh, narrow that down. The episode with the Nazi who has planted a bomb in like a school bus or something like that. And he keeps asking them, what time is it? And they keep telling him. And, oh, just, oh my God, Dragnet is such an incredible fucking show. <laughs> yeah. That, you know what? I'll take a look for it. Maybe, maybe I'll find some, some fun episodes to throw up there, man. Blue Boy trips on acid and he eats tree bark. <laughs> and then he ends up, he gets out of jail because at that point, LSD isn't illegal. Right. Mm-hmm. So he gets out of jail, and as soon as he gets out of jail, <laughs> Jack Webb and Harry Morgan are talking outside about how crazy it is that he gets out of jail. And Jack Webb goes to light up a cigarette with a match, and Blue Boy, and he's called Blue Boy because he painted his face blue while he was okay. trying to eat a tree, grabs the match and lights up his cigarette and looks at him and like, Pfft. Fuck you, copper. Damn. Sounds like a lot of fun, man. We'll have to we'll have to do an episode or two, maybe. Bonus episode or two. I, the other one I was thinking about throwing up, uh, honestly, I'm trying to find some of the episodes of it, is Beretta. Yeah. Oh, that, man. Robert Blake. That's yeah. such a great series. Fucking Sammy Anyhow. Davis Jr. did the fucking yep. song, man. Don't, Don't do yeah. the crime. crime if you can't do the time. Yeah. All right. Anyhow, we're getting distracted. <laughs> we're getting drunker. Uh, uh, I yeah. thought this was so, a bonus episode. I didn't know this was no, a main feed. It's, it's fine, Tim. It's fine. You're you're not like. Uh, uh, oh, oh. By the way, let's talk about professionalism and drunkenness on the main feed, Tim. Oh. Uh, <laughs> beyond. <laughs> beyond the darkness. No, yeah. it it's fine. So, yeah. So he says, "All right, I'm going to help you guys, but I want exclusive story rights, right?" So they're like, what? All right, cool. What, what do you got? So he's like, all right, cool. I got you. Don't worry about this. <laughs> Opens up the bowling ball bag. And instead of producing the bowling ball with the rose in it, a la uh, Bill Murray from Kingpin, he pulls out a cross. <laughs> he pulls out a cross. He's like, here, give everybody on the force one of these. Even the Jewish a... and your Muslim uh, police officers. <laughs> yep. Yeah, doesn't matter. And he pulls out this wooden stake, and immediately I'm like, that's a table leg. And they're like, where'd you get that? And he answers the question. He says, yeah, I got a buddy. He uh, works at a furniture shop. A good reporter. He knows everybody, right? (laughs) And then the mallet he whips out, and he's like, well, this is a mallet. You know know what this is for, clearly. So he says, all right, so here's what we got to do. 
we, you got to find him. You got to follow him, right? Get him to his house. And then when it's daytime, you got to stake him through the heart and kill his fucking ass. Because, folks, this is a real ass vampire. And they stop he and they're like. He thinks he's a vampire, so you have to treat him like a vampire. Yeah. Uh, so they stop. And they're like, okay, we're going to go have a sidebar. We'll come back. They yeah, leave. They come back. They say, all right, we're, we'll make a deal with you. Right. And I'm like, well, wait, why are they making a deal with him? <laughs> like, at this point, they have as much information as he does. Except for what? Stake him? Well, yeah. here's the thing is because they, they make the deal with him because it's, uh, if you're right, you're going to get. You're going to get the exclu- exclusive story, mm-hmm. but if yeah. you're wrong, you have to get out of town within 12 hours. Right, yeah. right. And what do you think they're going to do? No matter what happens, they're going yeah. to try to get rid of him, right? Well, they're yeah. going to motherfuck him either yeah. way, right? I mean, that's. But again, here's the thing: is his ego is so big yeah. that he's just like, eh, look, you know what? I know that I'm right, so I don't yeah. care what the fucking did deal is what the bet is whether i'm going to win a million dollars or i'm going to get killed i'm going to take that bet because i know i'm right yeah yeah that's true in the end it is his ego that is his own undoing so he heads out jumps into his car and uh it's it's they they pull it off pretty pretty well because immediately i'm like oh it feels like the vampires in the car with him yeah right because we get some of these shots. Like, We're going there's... to have the fucking thing with Tom Cruise pop, pops up in the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's not Tom Cruise that pops up in the back, sir. Who is it? Elisha Cook. Yeah, it's his buddy. Again, Mickey. Popping up, looking very disheveled, mind you. He's like, oh, hey, man, I saw your car here. I figured I'd take a nap in it and wait for you. Well, yeah, because this motherfucker can't afford a house because he's losing every fucking dollar that he wins. He's losing $2. Yeah, and he's like, oh, and by the way, um, I found the house, right? And the note that I have is because he he drives over to the house. He says, all right, I'm going to go over to the house, and I, I don't want the cops or any any of my buddies to get here for half an hour because I know they'll, they'll fuck me on it, and I want to go get the inside scoop. I want to get the info first, right? Smart. Reporter, he wants to get there before everybody else. Uh, if you're a reporter, the number one thing that you want is the scoop. You want to be the yeah. first one that reports it because I think at one point he mentions that uh, – when like the rest of the country picks up on the story that the only thing that they're doing is basically reading yes his yeah copy. he says yeah. i knew it before the 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 people on television and the radio the next morning was literally reading my my article so it's like poof man <laughs> yeah talk about breaking news and so the note that i have here is um how did they not know that the vampire lived in this house because we pull up to the Munster's house. Yeah. Speaking of Al Lewis, uh, we're at thirteen thirteen Mockingbird Lane, and so he breaks in with his cool bag. Of course, barely breaks in. He just kind of walks in. The window is open, so whatever. And this place is a fucking dump, right? Goes over, finds a refrigerator, opens it up. What's in the refrigerator? 
a hundred million fucking dollars because he hasn't spent any of that fucking money? I God, you would think so, but no, it's just a bunch of empty fucking forty bottles that he refilled with blood. And uh, wait, when he. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, hold on. When he drinks from those bottles, does Uh he spill a little bit out for the vampires who didn't make it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is for Lestat. This is for Vlad. Wait, Lestat outlives him. Come on, Lestat becomes a fucking rock star. Oh, yeah, he becomes Jonathan Davis. (laughs) Uh, Gross. So he turns around, he sees, you know, Ah, a little medicine cabinet area, cracks it open, and there's some first aid stuff. Gets to the second drawer. There's the fake mustache, Tim, mm-hmm. and some wigs. So we take some pictures of that and head on upstairs. And what do we find upstairs? Well, we find a coffin, and we open the coffin up, and it's full of dirt. So we got to take a picture of a coffin full of dirt. I mean, usually the coffin's supposed to be in the dirt. Well, no, well, I think the thing is with vampires, and... <sighs> Who started this thing with the vampires where as long as they had the dirt from their original origin, they mm-hmm. were okay? So that would have been Bram Stoker's Dracula. Uh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The original. Yeah. The original, yeah, because when um, him and Renfield got on the ship to, to flee their That's land. That's right, was, yeah, because yeah. he bought all those properties off of Jonathan Harker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was the funeral dirt he had to bring with him. So, so yeah. when that funeral dirt runs out, Mm-hmm. Is that it? Do you what percentage do you need of your of your actual dirt from the from the funeral? Yeah, don't don't look too into it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it starts falling apart when you push at it. Um because then we we go further upstairs and uh that girl that went missing with the dog, Shelly, well she's uh up there tied to the bed, hole in her neck. Right, and we we pull the the nice little piece of tape or whatever gauze I don't know what the fuck it is tape. off our mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Hey, yeah. uh, stay here, I guess. Hold on." <laughs> <laughs> like, no, he goes. He goes. To be fair, Kolchak tr- tries to to untie her, but he hears. This is a a legit scary fu- uh fucking freaky scene. It's yeah, it's really well done because he hears. Our our villain, our vampire, pull back up in his uh, wagon. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit, uh, I got to hide. So he has to tie her back up, and he tries to put the tape back over her mouth, but it mm-hmm. won't stick. He's like, look, don't move, okay? Because that's not going to stick. I'm going to go hide in the closet real quick. I'll see you later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is like uh, from Silence of the Lambs, right? It is, yep. yeah. Yeah, it really is. Because, yeah, we have the our vampire friend pops in. He uh, grabs a cold one from the fridge. And he walks upstairs and hooks the, the 40 up to her. And I'm like, okay, so he's draining her blood, I, I guess. Not sure how this whole contraption right. works with, like, yeah. Yeah, also because uh, the, the bottle was higher than her. So it looks right. Like it- it was feeding into her rather than out. Uh, well, he's had what uh, seventy years to figure out how to get suction right. Yeah. yeah. Plus, so he's he... va- he's a vampire, so he, he he should know how to suck. Yeah. Yeah. 
Maybe he's like giving her transfusions of old blood that he found so that she can recirculate it into her system and uh, warm it up. Oh. Or something. Sustainable, right? He's ahead yeah, of his yeah. times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. She's like a filtration system for him or something, I guess. Kind of like, uh, uh, what do you call it? The blood bags in Fury Road. Well, mm -hmm. yeah, because back in the 70s, the worst thing they had to worry about was like gonorrhea, right? And for a vampire, yeah. that's nothing. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they don't even need penicillin for that shit. So, yeah, a uh, vampire tries to leave. Kolchak comes out of the... Uh, out of the closet there, and Vampire hears something, turns around, swings the door open, sees Kolchak, but what does Kolchak do? He produces the cross, and we get this great acting of the vampire, <laughs> acting scared of this cross, and doing the classic, like, Bella Lugosi, yeah. hands over his head, <laughs> like, recoiling from the cross, do you need an actual cross? Can you just mm. do it with your fingers? <laughs> it's a good question, Tim. I think you probably should have an actual yeah. cross. Uh, I don't know, because we learned from Salem's Lot, from Stephen King, that it mm -hmm. matters that you believe in it more than anything mm. else, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's I, like Peter Pan yeah. and, and we We see plenty of fucking Hammer movies where... Peter Cushing has taken two sticks of fucking wood yep, and made a cross yep. out of them, right? And it works. It's, it's yeah. as long as you believe in it. Right, <clears throat> right. But Kolchak, yeah. being such a fucking uh, jaded reporter, doesn't believe in anything. Right. No. There you go. Yeah. Until so now. The, yeah, so that's why the vampire recoils from him a little bit. But Kolchak kind of like, He's, he doesn't even try to rescue the girl. He's like, I'm getting kind of out of here yeah. or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, well, that's, that's, that's a move, I guess. Well, again, here's the thing. The most important thing with Call is the story. Yeah. True. True. Because I, I think at one point, Vincenzo says to him, you're a psychopath. You don't care about anything except for the byline. And mm -hmm. he says, well, it doesn't matter. The story is right. Right. Yeah, as long as he's correct. So Kolchak uh, is trying to back away from the vampire. He's like, look, man, stay away from me. I'll stay away from you. Will bygones be bygones? But no, Kolchak uh, stumbles his way into some trash that's stacked up against the, the wall. <laughs> then uh, turns to look back and this is a big the vampire thing has vanished. In the series, Kolchak <laughs> tripped over a lot of the fucking things yeah. and fell down. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, you should see the episode where it's a fucking headless motorcycle guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just tripping over everything. Oh, man. So, yeah. Then he uh, he goes to leave. He's running down the stairs. Looks up. Sees the vampire. Starts backing down again with the cross. And what does he do? Well, he falls down the <laughs> stairs. Uh, drops his cross. And shit. Now the vampire knows I'm gonna. I can come down there and I can get you. You know. All right, I'm sorry. I know we're two hours and twenty minutes, but mm -hmm. if you're religious, uh -huh. how does just holding the cross stop him? Shouldn't your belief and your God and Jesus stop this vampire? Do you have to hold the cross 
to stop the vampire if you like if you just say in my heart of hearts i believe mm -hmm. in god and i believe in jesus shouldn't that stop the vampire do you need to have something physically in your fucking possession that makes that symbol to stop the vampire so if that worked would we need churches well, Ooh. I think originally, <laughs> if you read the Bible, you don't need churches at all because God is supposedly true. everywhere yeah. and he hears and sees everything. So why do you why do you need to go to a specific fucking address for him to fucking hear you? Yeah. 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 Um, and again, this is also kind of from the I Am Legend book, too, right? Because in, 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 in the I Am Legend book, though, it's actually uh, uh, any holy symbol, though. Right, it is the Star of David. It is wow. the cross. So the it's, Ankh it's works. Any form of religion, yeah, doesn't matter. So as long as you believe in something, some kind of yeah. god, yep. vampires are subjected to that. But they they don't like it. It's if you like, believe uh, in the great spaghetti monster, <laughs> yeah. the giant flying spaghetti monster, yeah, you, you can yeah. hold up a strainer and it's going to back them up. Yeah. <laughs> Magic universe creating pixies, it doesn't matter. You you could just be in the church of Satan, I guess. That's technically... Wow, wait, you know? if you hold okay. up a fucking pentagram. Yeah. <laughs> by the power of Satan, I rebuke you. And he's like, ah, oh, shit. Technicality. He's got to check his... Yeah, that's my boss. Quick. So wait, the fucking shit. boss told me to leave you alone? Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That would actually make more sense. <laughs> like, right? Yeah. Shit, you... Oh, wait. We're yeah, on the same team. Yeah. My boss anyway. told me to leave you alone versus your boss, who's my yeah. enemy, told me to leave you alone. So... Yeah. That'd be like if Burger King was telling Carl's Jr. to quit selling cheeseburgers. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Fucking push rocks, you son of a bitch. Ah, oh, man. So now he, he falls down the stairs, drops the cross, and we think old Kolchak's done for because Mr. Vampire, he's swooping in. They're going to they're gonna do a little bit of necking. But who shows up just in time to save the day, quote unquote? <laughs> well, his cop buddies. And one of them pops out a gun, tries to shoot the uh, the vampire. That gets knocked away. Kolchak picks the gun up and shoots the vampire with it, effectively. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't do anything. Why would it? You know? Nope. They, you have they tussle. of fucking witnesses, right? Oh. Yep. Yep. They tussle for a while. Kolchak gets thrown against a wall. And you think he's done for again. But uh-oh. It's a, it's, a, it's a window. And he pulls down the blinds. And we see this fucking vampire, the sunshine shines down on him and he's doing again the bad, like, hands over his head, recoiling and staggering backward like a stage play. So we're like, shit, it's daylight, quick, flip all the blinds. They flip all the blinds and finally Kolchak has him trapped. He's going to run back up the stairs. He looks up, though, in the beautiful stained glass window. His sun shining down on the vampire, so he's stuck. And Kolchak produces the stake and, uh, well, murders this man yeah. <laughs> in front of the police. But is it murder or is it is it killing a vampire? Is it exercising a demon? That's a very good question, Tim. Morally, I'm with you. It is, uh, it's, a, it's a demon, so it's fine. 
And we cut back to Kolchak typing up the story. He says, oh, I'm going to sell this story. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm making it big, sweetheart. We're going to move back to New York. Back to New York with old Kolchak. the Richard Matheson. <laughs> <laughs> back, to, back to New York, ladies and gentlemen. And I just got to go drop this story off with my, with my editor. So he goes to the office. He drops it off. And his editor looks uh, crestfallen a little bit. He says, well, thanks. You know, uh, it's a great article. And by the way, Kolchak. You're a damn good reporter. You're one hell of a reporter, but they want you at the DA's office. And I'm like, oh, the fix is in. Yep. He's mm-hmm. fucked. Yeah. They can't tell the truth, right? Yep. They can't tell the truth, but here here you do have his editor giving him a little Wait, are like. Are you uh, telling me that a fucking vampire killed John Kennedy? <laughs> you know what? I have another theory about that. <laughs> Wait, wait, he'd have to be a fucking daywalker. So Blade yeah. killed fucking Blade John Kennedy. That of the chick from Underworld. Uh, no, so no. My, my theory about the Kennedy assassination, I have a different conspiracy theory. I think oh, it was suicide. Here we go, here we go. Here's how we're going to make some money, Eddie. Come on, let's go. Yeah, it was suicide. Hmm. It's very complicated. But suicide we'll by assassin? A... No, no, it's very complicated. We'll have to get to it in a bonus episode. Yeah. So. <laughs> I thought this was going to be a bonus episode, so I'm extra drunk. So yeah. what are you going to do? So, yeah, um, he goes to the DA's office, and they're like, uh, yeah, you're, you're under arrest for murder. And he's like, no, I'm not under arrest for murder. That doesn't make any sense. Yo, They're we like, just no. saw you fucking pound a steak through some motherfucker's heart. You're under yeah. arrest, man. Come on. Yeah. It's either this or we're going to say there's a fucking vampire in the w- real fucking world. Yeah, look, here's the diner menu piece of paper I'm holding up that says you're under arrest, right? <laughs> Plus, here's the thing. In the beginning of the movie, they set it up where he said that he knew that mm-hmm. the victims... We're all suffering from a loss of blood. Yes. Yep. And again, <sighs> that's when the cop says to him, did you read that in the newspaper? And he says, he says, no, I didn't. So he yeah. has inside information that supposedly mm-hmm. the public hasn't heard. Right. Right. So he could be set up for this whole fucking shindig. But they tell him, nah. Instead, here's the story that you ran in the paper today. It says that, unfortunately, we went to apprehend the the suspect, and, uh, well, we got caught up in a gunfight and killed him. This time, we actually shot him. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, that's the story, and you better leave town and keep your fucking mouth shut. Because otherwise, we're going to arrest you for murder. Mm-hmm. And Kolchak reaches down for the phone real quick. Smart move, right? Because he's going to call Gail. But they say, yeah, actually, uh, there's no sense in calling up your friend because we, uh, well. Already told her. Get we the told fuck her. out of town and you're yeah. getting arrested for being a hooker. Yeah, we don't want women of ill repute in our town of Las Vegas. (laughs) Which, I guess in in 1970s, is any woman that's in fucking Las Vegas is a woman of ill repute. Yeah, I mean, you could have just as easily said there's a lot of desert, you know? (laughs) You just go casino on their ass, right? Uh so yeah, I have. uh, I haven't seen the series, but I have. uh, Well, I guess Kolchak got screwed again. 
Um, yes. Because yeah. you have a little narration at the end of it that, uh, well, the story and all the files on the killer are all missing. Everybody who knew about it in Vegas has either moved on or dead. And by the way, the killer and all of his victims were cremated. Why? Well, remember, all the vampire's victims would rise from the dead. Ah, but all of their victims? Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Uh, the dog? Oh. Uh, no. See, uh, uh, <laughs> you have not seen the series, Eddie, because no. I think, again, I can't remember if it's three, four, or five, but it was whatever. Well, it was in the it's, first season. Yeah. Where they have one of the victims from Las Vegas. It is mm-hmm. now a female vampire that Kolchak mm-hmm. is going up against. Yeah, yeah, you're talking about that. That that'll be interesting. I I have to see that for continuity's sake, because we cut back to the framing device. I don't know if it's any continuity, or if it's just whether or not they got through the fourth season, fourth episode, and like, what the fuck are we gonna do? Hey, let's <laughs> yeah. go back to that uh, original movie. Yeah, somebody might remember it. So. We cut back to the framing device of him listening and, and you know, transcribing down uh, uh, his written or, or his um, dictation. Can we get the uh, now try and sleep and try and tell yourself that you're safe because it couldn't happen here? Dot, dot, dot. But if it happened here, it could happen anywhere. Yeah. And that... That's the uh, Night Stalker movie. Yep. So, uh, yeah. You know what, Tim? Really enjoyed it. I have to, yep. I have to admit, yep. it was a lot of fun. I, I knew you were um, going to enjoy it because there's no way that you can enjoy horror and not enjoy the fucking right. Night Stalker. And especially what it fucking inspired. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even to go further, the TV show, uh, Kolchak, you know, it's just, it's a nice little... A little bite, uh, you know, every week, you know, it's just little episodes. It's, it's really enjoyable like this and it, it's formulaic, but, um, mm-hmm. but it's fun. Yeah. It has the greatest, I think it has one of the greatest fucking music intros and oh, yeah. intros to a fucking series that you're ever going to see. And, uh, all right. Spoiler alert. It fucking expired, inspired the X-Files. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think Davin McGavin was even on an episode where he didn't play Kolchak, but he was basically Kolchak. <laughs> That's great. Dude. I kinda I never really watched a ton of the X Files. Oh, Eddie, come on, man. Jesus <laughs> fucking. I saw Christ. I saw a few episodes of it. Come on, man. I, I don't oh, know, like the sci fi genre. The fucking episode with oh, what the fuck is his name? Uh Brad uh, Durf. Mm-hmm. Love Brad Dourif. Yep, he's in it. He, that's one of okay, the best episodes. Okay. And uh, uh, did you watch the uh, the X Files, Robbie? Some, and you know, I was thinking the episode was at home with the 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 mother under the bed. Oh yeah. Oh fuck. God damn. Do you remember the one with Peter Boyle where he was supposed to be the psychic psychic, and it was no. uh, oh oh that's one of the best fucking episodes ever. Holy fucking Christ. We have to do a fucking episode about that one show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, when you're talking about the world of horror, sci-fi, and, and anthologies on television, or even serialized dramas, there's so much fertile ground to cover. And I'll give you one, Tim, you definitely don't know anything about that this inspired, and that is 
the Monster of the Week role-playing game. It's a uh, Dungeons & Dragons kind of thing that is inspired by these serial dramas of uh, the Monster of the Week. Huh? Did not? Yeah. So, I mean, and you could also say it was definitely inspired by, like, X-Files and things like that. Clearly. I think X... When I think of Monster of the Week, the first thing I think of is X-Files. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but like you said, this is the uh, the proto-X-Files, right? I mean... It adds up. I think Chris Carter said that that was his inspiration for the show. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Uh, so, I mean, definitely highly recommend. Go check it out if you haven't already. I mean, otherwise we spoiled all of it. But... Oh, 100% recommend this fucking show. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, even if you don't watch the rest of the series, this is just a great fucking vampire story. Right. And the rest of the series, I think, Robbie... Uh, uh, again, while the special effects might might not be the greatest fucking thing, especially the fucking werewolf, but <laughs> <laughs> werewolves it's are so just hard. Every man. single fucking week, if you just watch them as individual episodes, standalones, it's really yeah. fucking good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're into horror, though, like bad special effects aren't going to hurt your feelings. <laughs> like, uh, no, again, it's the seventies, so you yeah. know you you know what you're going to get, and ah. Uh, since they can't rely on CGI and all the mm -hmm. other fucking special effects, they have to make a good story to make you watch it for a fucking hour. Yeah. Yep. And plus, I will contend that even if they had, you know, the CGI back in the day, practical effects always hold up a lot better. So, uh, 100%. Yes, yeah. I agree. All right. So I think that about wraps it up for us today. Uh, Robbie, man, thank you so much for joining us. Is Thanks there for... anything you want to plug? Uh, well, I will be on the hamburgers, <laughs> anything like that. <laughs> now, I'm going to be on the mustachioed podcast you know, in a couple of days uh, Ooh, okay. with uh, Charlie from Sacramento. Oh, mm -hmm. what you doing? Uh, we're gonna do Slapshot. Oh, oh. motherfucker. <laughs> okay, so nice. Daniel, I want to do like a I want to do a call in. Well, mm. <laughs> and and you and I are supposed to do one in the future, aren't we? Um, uh, uh, Tim, we were talking about um, True Romance. Oh, Oof. wait. Uh, while I love that movie, and I am completely drunk and stoned, yeah. what show are we doing True, true Romance on? <laughs> the Mustachioed Podcast. Mustachioed. Oh, okay. Well, I did not know that, but thank you. Okay. <laughs> we had talked about Daniel that. Daniel has not said that to me yet. On the Discord. Yeah, me, me and <laughs> yeah. Daniel were talking. Well, if it's on the Discord, you know it's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything on the Discord is is uh, subject to law. Yeah. I don't so. think that one. Ha I don't know if that one has a date, but yeah, I've got one coming up. With, uh, oh my god, that's Charlie that's a good couple. fucking movie. Jesus Christ! Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so uh, again, yeah, thank you for joining us, Robbie. Uh, Tim, anything uh, you want to plug other than? Uh, well, I think uh, the month of March is the Yobo month on the Grind Band. Yeah, yeah, the month of Yobo, March. Yes, it's Yobo's time, finally. I am finally getting my time in the sunshine. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yes, you can hear me on the grind bin for, I think, uh, four out of the next five weeks. Jesus, look at you, buddy. Hey, look, fuck, like, 3000 fucking dollars later, <laughs> okay? Yeah. I'm finally getting, like, three picks. And I'm you, only getting three picks keep, because one of them was I picked a fucking poll. I picked the fucking thing that uh, mm -hmm. Mike put, put, 
put up tracks. Yep. Yep. It's like there's no way this is going to win. And if it oh, wins, I voted for tracks Tim gets an extra pick. And yep. all of a sudden, thank you, Daniel, because he was a t- he was a fucking tiebreaker. <laughs> he nice. got me on that poll, so I get the tracks. And uh, the Grindman is now going to have to do Night Riders by George Romero, the mm. longest virgin that we can. Find. <laughs> That's right. I the love it. The tallest virgin we can find. Yeah, the tallest virgin we can find. Oh God, Tim. Torture that man, please, <laughs> for me. Uh, so I got to say, yeah, just patreon.com forward slash bloody bits where you can find, you know, our bonus episodes. We just had one that came out uh, talking about the outer limits and the uh, the Xanti oh. misfits. Uh, next week, we're going to have... You fucking blew the whole fucking surprise. <laughs> fucking oh, changing your profile picture to that. I know. I love it, though. And next week, we've got the first episode of the Friday the 13th series coming mm. out, Tim. Yes. The TV finally. show. Yes. I yeah. love that fucking oh. show. You know what? Oddly reminds me of Erie, Indiana. Same yeah. framing device. Uh, but better breast. <laughs> yeah, well, better breasts. Yeah, and stay tuned for breasts, by the way. We've got some shit coming up. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Jim, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. And it's not great. Thanks, Bobby. So, from all of us here, I have to say this. 